Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. You're listening to a Countout Podcast. and welcome to ring post radio the only show that uh when it has a bigger show they wake up an hour early to to review everything and make sure that we get all the wrestling conversation for you and your hold on for you and your listening ears uh welcome us welcome everybody welcome thank you thank you for joining us this uh sunday morn uh, i am ryan knights and with me as always is scotty edwards scotty how are you doing my friend I am tired. <laughs> Fair. Fair. I will not lie. I am tired. I have to work eight hours today. I um, huh, I don't I don't know what else I could give you. Uh, a little <laughs> heartbroken, a little excited. I don't know. We got a lot of wrestling to talk about. We're off next week. For those who forget, I'm gonna say it now just so that we remember to say it again in you know two and a half hours. And uh, yeah, yeah, we got a we got a big uh, oh, lost the lost what I was gonna say. Wow, wow. we got a we got a we got a big platter of wrestling talkage for you today, and we're gonna start off with something different. Yes. So Ryan, take it away. Uh yeah, so uh, it is the end of the year. And like all, I can confirm it is the uh, according to my. Hold on, let me pull up my calendar here, and uh, uh, I believe yes, it is in fact the end of the year. My sources confirm. The streets are saying it. Uh, (laughs) uh, That is the end of the year, and like uh, like we did last year over at the Countout Network, we did our doing our Countout year end awards so we have nine categories up for awards we are presenting the nominations to you all on ring post radio and obviously i can't do clickable links obviously on twitch or facebook uh on the live stream but uh we'll tweet out the links and everything and if you're listening to the podcast uh on apple podcast or wherever there will be a link to the uh, google form page where you can make your votes uh, for the year-end awards yeah. um, for the next uh, two weeks. And then we'll reveal yeah. it on January 2nd on Ring Post Radio as well. Yeah, and uh, I just wanted to add in, like, every nomination 
is from the Countout family. So everyone got their own thoughts in, and I think that's what makes it a very uh, special list. What, what is it? Yeah, I no, I, voting. Yeah. yeah, is that what it's called? It's, <laughs> it is a. This is um, when we say like everybody. It is you know all. Uh, yeah. It's a small group we have here at Countout, but I think that all ten of us put nominations <laughs> in, uh, ranging from. Uh, deathmatch wrestling fans to Joshi fans to uh, new fans to old fans. You know, we have a good group here that has a whatever Ryan variety. Is. Whatever I am, who knows? <laughs> uh, what we have a good variety uh, mm-hmm. of people in the Cowdot family. So um, there's a lot of variety in these nominations. Uh, we have a lot of people in the nominations. Uh, this year we have a lot because I'll, and that's something I'll figure out next year about how to get better nominations. Because <laughs> boy, howdy! Basically, how it worked is everyone had up to three nominations per category. <laughs> I thought that there would be more crossover. Turns out this year, not there aren't a lot of like all based on like wholly on like the nomination, Scotty. There aren't like a lot of like very obvious like winners at all there's a there's a couple categories where it's like oh yeah this one's gonna win right but there's like male wrestler of the year female wrestler of the year there's not a lot of uh breakaways and that's just in our nomination just in like crossover so i'm i'm intrigued more than ever at what who's gonna win these each categories um but basically how uh, it is everyone got up to three nominations per category us, you know, you can people just can nominate one in categories or two or whatever, <laughs> whatever you understand how that means. Um, when I you, do. when you, the listener, votes, uh, in each category, uh, going on that Google form page, uh, you will be able to see, um, you know, you can vote, uh, for first place, second place, and third place in each of the categories. Uh, basically meaning that if you vote for, let's say, male wrestler of the year, you vote for Kenny Omega as your first place nomination. He'll get three points. If you vote for, I don't know, Shingo as number as second place, then he gets two points. And whoever you vote as your third place gets one point. And that's going to how it's going to work all the way down. Eventually, you know, whoever gets the most points are going to be third, second, and first place. And it'll be the award winners uh, for the Countdown Network 2021 Year End Awards. Uh, and we'll reveal those, like I said, January 2nd on Ring Post Radio as well. Scotty, do you want to stroll on through these nominations with me? Heck yeah. I don't have the list in front of me, but heck yeah. It's, it's, it's on the run sheet that I sent you, my man. Oh, uh, that's embarrassing on my end. That's embarrassing on my end. It's, I'm sorry, guys. It's literally there. Like, you looked at it this morning. I saw that you were looking at it this morning, my guy. That's well, fine. Here's here's my complaint. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair All right. enough. All right. I'm here. I'm well, here. I can read it off with you. Would you like me to read female wrestler of the year? So you can go with the male. Sure. 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 All I'll right. go with the, I'll present the nominations for male wrestler of the year. Oh, you actually can have a clap. Or should we have more, more, more regal sound. I don't think we need either one, truthfully. It might take extra time to do that. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Male Wrestler of the Year nominations are uh, Kenny Omega. This is obviously in no particular order. Kenny Omega, Walter, Lee Moriarty, Shingo Takagi, Jonathan Gresham, Roman Reigns, Big E, John Moxley, Effie, 
Brian Danielson, Adam Page, Will Ospreay, and Jungle Boy. Is... <laughs> That's a true source of wrestling throughout the world right there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That um, is a wide variety right there. Like I said, a lot of nominations. Uh, mm-hmm. So definitely go ahead and vote. Uh, I, I would say right now, but I haven't tweeted out the link, so maybe I should tweet out that link too. Um, yeah. I'll go female wrestler of the year. We got Tommy Hayashishida, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, Serena Deeb, Chris Statlander, Tam Nakano, Charlotte Flair, Trisha Dora, Deanna Perrazzo, Sherry, Jordan Grace, Thunder Rosa, Bianca Belair, and Ruby, 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 Ruby Soho. Nailed it. You did nail it. I, I loved it. That was a great. Another great Nailed category. I, I think the female wrestler of the year is like, there's a lot of people in there. I'm like, oh, man, there's a lot of good yeah. good spots in here. I There's someone I, I mean, I already voted uh on who i want to who i want did you vote correctly ryan (laughs) the street's gonna attack me if i voted (laughs) there's correct choices ryan there's correct choices oh no i'm saying who i nominated i would never give away who i nominated i do have that list of who scotty nominated i'll put you on blast (laughs) i don't think it's very difficult to figure it out i'm not gonna lie to you (laughs) Uh, looking at that few rest of the list i have a good idea of who you might have nominated no seeing that i forgot that half of the people i said were people yeah (laughs) uh let's move on to tag team of the year uh tag team of the year of course uh award for the best tag team of the year we have lucha brothers (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> what what I, I was explaining with the tag category. team of the year of course is for the best tag team well of the year <laughs> lucha brothers the young bucks ftr grizzled young veterans msk i'm just gonna say julia and sherry <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how to pronounce it uh 2.0 varsity blondes rk bro Bussy, I believe it's pronounced. Busey, best friends and main. I have is is it main state? I forget. Did I forget to change it? <laughs> I believe it's main state posse. Shit, this is a goddamn travesty. Uh, yeah, main hot state. start to the nominations. Hot start, baby. Independent wrestler of the year: Lee Moriarty, Jordan Oliver, Daniel Garcia, Ali Catch, MV Young, Wheeler Utah. Trisha Dora, Davey Richards, Effie, Masha Slamovich, War Horse, and Willow Nightingale. Another really good category. <laughs> I'll be honest. Like, there's a lot of different people there that had a lot of good years. And a lot of them are now signed. A lot. And yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that, and that's the thing of Independent Wrestler of the Year, of course. You have to be independent, unsigned for the majority of the year. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, most of these people. Well, some of these people got signed and then their promotion shut down. I'm <laughs> looking at you, Trisha Dora, uh, huh. <laughs> or Willow. Um, anyways, uh, promotion of the year. I think this is the category that is the most uh, breakaway, but I guess we'll see. Uh, we have nominated for promotion of the year AEW, New Japan Pro Wrestling, WWE, Enjoy Wrestling out of Pittsburgh, GCW, Stardom, and Beyond Wrestling out of this isn't a shot at anything, but I hope WWE finishes behind Enjoy Wrestling. Yeah, I I don't expect WWE to get many nominations in this 
votes in this in many w- votes. They get a third place vote. Yeah, someone might vote them as third place, maybe because but, they don't want to vote every, anything else. But just if, uh, it, but if Enjoy gets second place vote by one person, then they'll immediately beat them. So there we go. All right, we got a thick boy now here, ladies and gentlemen. We got match of the year for major promotions. There's a difference. There was Ryan, a big discussion about this. Yeah, yeah. So we kind of had a big discussion of what's major, what's minor. Uh, but it allows more matches to be recognized, which is very nice. Mm-hmm. So for major promotion matches of the year, we got Young Bucks versus Lucha Bros, the AEW Tag Team Championship and Steel Cage match at AEW All Out. We have Shingo Takagi versus Will Ospreay for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship and New Japan Wrestle Dantaku Night 2 because I just remembered they kept doing two nights for every pay-per-view they did. Uh, Walter versus Ilya Dragunov for the NXT United Kingdom Championship at NXT TakeOver 36. Kenny Omega versus Hangman Adam Page for the AEW World Championship at AEW Full Gear. Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa in the unsanctioned Lights Out match on AEW Dynamite's St. Patrick's Day Slam Special Jay White versus Kota Ibushi for the IWGP Heavyweight and Intercontinental titles at Wrestle Kingdom 15, Day 2. Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega from AEW Grand Salami. Sorry, Grand Slam. And Lucha Brothers versus Laredo Kid and El Hio de Vikingo. AAA tag team title match at AAA Heroes Immortales. 14. Can I do the second match of the year? I had a good time reading those off. I'm not lie. <laughs> if you like, it's a longer list. Uh, That's but, fine. That's fine. I had a great yeah. time getting amped. Yeah. The, I, I, I didn't read the list before this, ladies and gentlemen. I am reading this on live, ready to go. So you're getting my full thoughts. So if I make faces, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think this is a good... Ca- so the, I should say, we didn't say what the result of a conversation was. Basically, we were trying to determine what constitutes a major promotion, I think, because we're, we're still trying to figure that out. Because you're talking... We're talking TV deal. We're talking big-time shows selling out as much as you possibly can. Um, and then AAA. AAA's in there. AAA, I would say, is... Hmm, that's a great point. Uh, AAA has gotten into the American market a little bit. I would say, and that, and the big question about what is a major minor promotion centered around stardom as a promotion. Yeah. I would say AAA is bigger than stardom. I would have to look into the, Probably. the, the numbers of all that. I know, <laughs> yeah. and it's it's tough. Um, I But I would say AAA has gotten probably more America than stardom has, maybe. Oh, next th- this time next year, different conversation. And that is also part of it is that we, you and I, and I, I, I obviously spoke to you yeah. mostly about this when it came to stardom, was that it feels like stardom is like the most maximum minor promotion and just ready to just next year seems like the leap uh, yeah. to get into major. If they did mm-hmm. like. I like it's just like they had need some a couple more things right. for that really to break into the American market. You know, do like an English commentary team. Do like you know uh, better better streaming uh, service. Uh, maybe you know these things I think can help bring them over the edge. And you know we talked about it last week that they're making 
a crap ton of money. So they're definitely fairly major in, in terms of a uh, Japanese national uh, level. But we're talking international. I feel like major. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe ooh, maybe that is international. Maybe it's not major, but international. Maybe, maybe. I just had I mean, that thought. Maybe they're they're growing either way. Uh, they're yes. currently like in terms of attendance, they're third in Japan, yeah, behind New Japan and Dragon Gate. So that's almost good enough. But mm-hmm. uh, I was pretty much the <laughs> I had to be the main decider there. I was like, okay, I won't lie as much as I want to. Uh, but it also gave me a chance to nominate more matches, so I'm not going to complain. Oh, yeah. All right. Match of the year for minor independent promotion. We got Alex Colon versus Drew Parker for the GCW Ultraviolet and BJW Death Match Championship match. Oh, my God. GCW <laughs> Homecoming Night 1. Uh, we maybe, got Utami. Do, you, do you just want to say, like, the uh, the wrestlers that are wrestling and then the show, maybe? No, no. I got to do the whole thing. I need to give the preface behind the match. We got Otami Hayashishida versus Shuri for the World of Stardom Championship at Stardom Tokyo Dream Cinderella. I wonder who picked that one. Atticus Kogar, yes, versus Alex Cologne in the Tournament of Survival 16. 66. Whew. Okay. <laughs> Ricky Shane Page versus Joey. Freak G- it out, Scotty. Bring your freaking out. I got this. I got this. I got this. Whew. Ricky Shane Page versus Joey Janela for the GCW World Title versus Spring Break show uh, at GCW Take Care. My goodness. Daniel Garcia versus Lee Moriarty for the Limitless World Title. And it was a submission match to further that and that was at limitless suffer no fools the ogk versus the briscoes uh at roh final battle john moxley versus josh barnett from gcw bloodsport six wheeler utah versus daniel garcia uh at iwtv 100 momo watanabe versus shuri in the five-star grand prix final Effie versus Matt Cardona at GCW Fight Club Mox versus Gage. Nick Gage versus Matt Cardona for the GCW world title in a death match at GCW Homecoming Night 1. Bussy versus SGC at GCW No Signal in the Hills. El Hijo de Vikingo versus Arez from Riot Lucha Libre. COVID D Dotas. Nah, you know, I tried. Uh, Kino versus Katsuhiko Nakajima from N1 Victory Final at the NOAA N1 Victory Night 6. Lee Moriarty versus Darius Lockhart from Enjoy Night Moves. And finally, the final match of the many Will Ospreay versus Ricky Knight Jr. Uh, at Rev Pro High Stakes, you know it got better once I stopped reading the uh, yeah. title match yeah. or whatever. No, yes, uh, of all, I think this is our list of the most nominations and categories in, in the category. Uh, some late late comers in OGK, OGK versus Briscoes. Uh, we got uh, we got Lucha, we got Noah, we got uh, Enjoy, we got Rev Pro. A a true uh, a true multi 
multi-continent, multi-country list here. I think it's the it's the list that tells you how unique of a team Canada is, and I think that's great. Completely agree. I completely agree with that. Good luck counting the votes. Uh, I've already started. <laughs> I've already started. Um, breakout star of the year. So what this category is, and I guess I'll do the next one too because this has a little bit of a preamble as well, Scotty. Uh, break, <laughs> breakout star of the year. Uh, we did this last year as well. It's basically the idea of, you know, not necessarily uh, wrestler of the year for me or you or whomever, right. uh, but someone that uh, undoubtedly impressed me. Someone that... Uh, I believe, for example, last year's winner was, I believe, Mr. Brody Lee. I should look that up. Should we? T- should we let me look up uh, who won last year. Um, but if I'm not mistaken, the last year's winner was uh, Brody Lee, uh, someone that who was in, despite being in WWE for years, uh, despite um, you know uh, obviously being popular and having a lot, uh, a lot of you know people behind him. Coming to AEW was such a new, like such a revelation, such like a new character, such a new energy he brought. Like it was like, oh my god, he's actually really, really great. Um, and it was sad to see him pass, of course. Um, but it's that same sort of idea of someone that maybe you've seen them for years and now they're peaking, or someone that is on an indie scene level. And they're like, oh sh- crap! They had a great year. They had a really, they really broke out this year. And so that's what this category is all about. So your nominations are Matt Cardona, Micah, Dan Housen, Ali Catch, Maka Ito, Miro, Eddie Kingston, Ruby Soho, Daniel Garcia, Drew Parker, Bianca Belair, Lee Moriarty, 2.0, Jeff Cobb, Adam Page. And MV Young. There was a point in time, Scotty, where someone described my voice as very Ryan Seacresty, and I'm really taking advantage of it here. Interesting, because I thought you were going to say very Ryan Knightsey. It is also very Ryan Knightsey. It is undoubtedly very Ryan Knightsey. Uh, I'll ex- how, do I'll explain this category, Scotty, and then I'll, I'll let you do the nominations. Actually, oh yeah, because I know you wanted to do this one so much. Uh, so this next category, uh, every year, final category, final category. Every year, uh, we like to do some sort of like special one-off award. Last year was the Lemonade Award uh, given to those. Uh, uh, those that made <laughs> made lemonade out of lemons, made you know a sandwich out of shit. Well, maybe not necessarily that it's phrase. It's made but... chicken salad out of chicken shit. Exactly. That was not maybe... a sandwich out of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I whatever. Anyways, we're not the award's gone. Last year's winner uh was to AEW's uh, Brody Lee Memorial Day ep- not Memorial Day Memorial episode. Uh, of Brody Lee this year instead of lemonade award we are doing the forbidden award uh, an award given to the best uh, forbidden door moment if 2020 has taught us anything it is that promotions can work together and that we can get some cool ass moments throughout the world of professional wrestling and there was definitely a lot that happened um, in professional wrestling in multiple different (coughs) companies Uh, so let's get to the nomination Scotty John Moxley in GCW, Minoru Suzuki's United States run, Nick Gage versus Chris Jericho in a death match on AEW Dynamite, 
Kenta arriving at AEW. Yes, that did happen this year. February of this year. That feels like a yeah. lifetime away. Good brothers in the super elite. Kenny Omega, the belt collector wrestling in both Impact Wrestling and AAA. Tony Khan making fun of WWE about rumored New Japan partnership. Christian versus Kenny Omega for the Impact World Championship on AEW Rampage. Ric Flair showing up in AAA. <laughs> and AEW seemingly ending the relationship with Impact Wrestling. <laughs> Some salty picks, salty noms in this one. Salty nominations in this category. Uh, those are really good. Those are really good. Really, really good. Everyone did a great job. Uh, I think I think some people name uh, certain things that I definitely forgot about too. Oh so. my god! Yeah, it, I I when I put my nominations in, I thought at the time like, okay, yeah, these are some good nominations. I think I'll definitely vote for pretty much anyone I nominated. And then looking through that list, I was like, oh crap! <laughs> they had a like like breakout star of the year. It was a really hard category to vote in because it was just like, oh man. Like I, I'll say I didn't. I didn't nominate Miro, but when I saw Miro's name on that list, I was like, "Holy crap! He did have a great year. <laughs> Holy crap! He did break out this year." Um, and so it was just a really hard category uh, to think of, and 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 that also just goes to show what we have here is that we are able to reach the gamut that is uh, professional wrestling. Yeah, go team. Go team. Go team. Go. I believe it's gamut. Is it gambit? Gamut. I think it's gamut. Uh, have you watched the Queen's Gambit? Great show on Netflix. If you haven't, love it. It's all about chess, correct? It's about chess, but it's great. It's it's fantastic. And I'm not a chess guy. I don't play chess. I don't know how to play chess, but it's a great show. I'm a I'm a chess guy. I did chess camp when I was younger. Okay, so you should probably watch it then. I <laughs> this is might be an embarrassing story. It's a quick tangent. Uh, I so Jesse uh, doesn't know how to play chess. Um, she, for whatever reason, never learned how to play chess. Um, I don't know if that's a comment. I don't know if people, most people know how to play chess now that I think about it. Um, uh, but she doesn't know how to play chess. So I taught her the moves of what everything does and what she could do. And then we played each other in a game of chess and she beat me. <laughs> so I'm just saying that I'm a great coach good that's good that that's see that's why you gotta watch queen's gambit you'll have a lot of never mind just whatever perfect well that is the count out year end awards of course nominations are open um now until uh january 1st uh start of the new year so we're really getting those votes in now um i should also say that uh these nominations uh people were in count out the count out team were able to nominate people up until yesterday so if there were recent matches that may have been great um, and people would have put them in or they might not have, <laughs> I'm addressing. Yeah, Danielson versus Hangman didn't get in, people. Get over it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank- I'm like the political figure and you're like the person. This is what politics should have, a political figure and then <laughs> someone on the side being like, get over it. We all know <laughs> what we're all trying to say. I guess I guess we're doing the uh, key and peel bit now that I think about it. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. But yeah, happy to be here. 
And we'll and we'll address that match and uh, I guess and plenty more because we have a lot of other wrestling topics to get to. Of course, we're going to mean try all of them. Pretty much all of them. <laughs> we got a lot of big shows: Stardom Osaka Super Wars, the mm. New Japan Best of Super Juniors, and World Tag League and final matches. AEW Winter is coming, uh, which will mostly just talk about the one match. Uh, I don't think we have any hot takes about Wardlow versus Matt Seidel. Um, yeah. And then, of course, we're no. going to talk about Ring of Honor's final battle. <clears throat> but before we give it all of that, Scotty, let's go over. Want to do some news now or do you want to do news later? Where do you want to do the news? News now. Sounds good. News now. Uh, let's uh, let's start off with a let's start off with a happy note. Let's go kind of go happy note first. Uh, and that was, of course, a Kevin Owens. Well, happy note for some, maybe uh, Kevin Owens resigns with WWE. Um, I'll do it the Michael Cole way. WWE. Um, you got to really hit those doubles. Doubles. Uh, doubles. He re-signs with the company. Uh, according to Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer, he says that uh, apparently Kevin Owens signed what seems to be a three-year deal in WWE. Uh, getting the new contract is something in the lines of two to three million dollars. So you know he gets one of those Good Brother contracts of a million dollars a year. Um, which is that's pretty good. Uh, he, unless he meant two to three per year. Uh, yeah, I guess for clarity, Dave didn't clarify what that was. But he just said it was roughly two to three mil a year. Uh, but that's undoubtedly the bag. Um, undoubtedly, helping out his family, of course. Kevin Owens did a podcast where he also explained his decision, saying that not that he needed to. Not that he needed to, but I, <laughs> I, but I certainly felt that that was weird to yeah. to to do that. Um, but he went on it. Uh, basically, he explained that um, uh, it was a you know very solid offer, and he was doing right. what was best for his family. He was already with WWE for seven years; it's the most he's ever been with any other promotion. Uh, and mm-hmm. he felt that this was the right place for him, so he decided to stay for an extra. Uh, two or uh, extra three years. So, Scotty, thoughts on Kevin Owens re-signing with WWE? How do you feel about it? Um, I have many thoughts. I have a few thoughts. I, don't know, I just have thoughts. Um, <laughs> real, real, real de-escalation of the thoughts there. I have many. Uh, I have a few. I'm ah, happy for a couple. <laughs> I'm happy for Kevin Owens. First and foremost, I think that's how what everyone's reaction should be. But of course, many people understandably were selfish and said, ah, oh, well, that sucks. Cause you know, they wanted to see him in AEW and like people just don't need to lie about it. That's what they were hoping. But his, uh, his reasoning for why he did it and the reason I expected if he did go back holds up. And hopefully, hopefully this means that Kevin Owens will get <clears throat> a proper push in WWE because they certainly this was a big re-signing for them this was like I, a, I don't think people are talking about that enough like they they needed him back this is and, a this uh, is like WWE's first win yeah they, they didn't get Punk yeah. they didn't get Danielson they didn't get Cole and I think I think Kevin Owens is you know at least he's on he's probably on the the Cole level I wouldn't say but you know, you put Kevin Steen into the world of AEW, you never know how far that goes because that's how good he can be. Uh, but good for him. Go get the bag. Can't, can't uh, I can't say that's a bad decision. 
Oh yeah, no, I I definitely feel like you know you're, and he's never been treated wrong there. Like he's been he's been underutilized recently. Yeah, but I mean, his first like two years, he was pretty much a champion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, yeah, I I think it's a uh, you know if if this is what what he likes to do, then uh, certainly go for it. I'll I'll be part of that contrarian camp and saying, of course, I would have loved to rather see him in AEW. I don't I don't think. I, I I'm not upset for him doing what he wants to do. He it's he what it's whatever he wants to do. On the other hand, I would have loved to see him wrestle a bunch of new people. Um, I I you know obviously he AEW would have thrown the bag at him as well. I don't, I don't think there's a doubt in that that mind. Um, and yeah, I I think I, I obviously would have preferred to see him uh, in there just because I wanted to see new fresh matches from Kevin Owens. Uh, yeah. But alas, you know, he decided he chooses to stay. Um, that's a good big win for WWE. I think that uh, raises some uh, uh, clout, uh, cloud of worry and decision or whatever surrounding Sami Zayn and what he might do just because of their friendship and connection. Um, and also selfishly, it, I want him to leave more. Really? Why is that? Yeah, I think he's been treated terrible. Compared to uh, Kevin Owens, and I also would like if that if Kevin Owens stayed and Sami Zayn left, just so we can get some like separate. Like Kevin Owens is now like, what is Kevin Owens uh, beyond yeah. uh, Sami Zayn? I'd like to think Sami Zayn has more friends than just Kevin Owens. <laughs> this is true. Friend, well, friends and enemies than just Sami Zayn. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, I, I think there was there. I was like just some weird hangups. I thought that podcast interview that kevin owens does explaining very weird i I don't know i the conspiracy theorist brain in me is just like why 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 go on a podcast to explain why you're re-signing a contract that i I guess i I, I guess it's because he's he pays attention mm -hmm. to what people are saying and he was probably like Okay, well, people are not going to be happy that I just resigned. So yeah. I, why don't I explain myself? That's probably the reason, truthfully. Yeah, I think he's going at it from a place of honesty and wanting to be honest yeah. with people. But it does feel weird to me that it's like, <laughs> let me explain why I resigned to this company because I know people are going to be mad at me about it. I mean, it's weird anytime any WWE person talks. <laughs> I feel like like it just doesn't happen a lot anymore. So uh, I also want to just point out that like um, the, the big thing that like everyone was worrying about on Twitter is that like his contract is a no cut contract, and I think that's like a fair concern for people to have, just because you know Braun Strowman re- resigns to like a massive money deal and then he gets cut <laughs> a couple like yeah. a year later. So I understand why that is a concern for some people. I mean, if they cut Kevin Owens, I think he'll have a job yeah i i agree just like the titan will and ring of honor um moving on uh the same (laughs) (laughs) uh moving right along uh sadly we're going to announce as well not announce but it's already been known uh jimmy rave uh wrestler jimmy rave has passed away this week as well um i haven't seen like a lot of jimmy rave stuff uh you know I'm, i'm didn't really get into like super indie wrestling and all the rest of the promotions till like last year, two years ago or so. So I haven't seen a lot of Jimmy Reeves stuff. Obviously he was known, he was big in the Southern uh, region of America wrestling. Uh, he popped up in TNA, New Japan, uh, Ring of Honor with the embassy is where he's known a, a lot more. 
uh, known for being that part of that sort of under uh, lower on the card heel stable um, and then joining impact as the rock and rave. I believe it was the rock and rave connection of Lance Hoyt. Um, but uh, he struggled a lot with uh, drug abuse uh, in the past couple of years. He got a triple amputation. Uh, and of course now we're at the point where he has passed away. So Jimmy rave uh, no longer with us. Sad to see another man go. Some peace. Do you have I don't any? Know what I'm doing here. Do you have any thoughts on uh, Jimmy Rave? Have you seen much? Have you seen much uh, of his I've never seen a Jimmy Rave match, but but I do know uh, people talk very highly of him, and I think that alone is enough reason to uh, you know know this was a tough loss for the pro wrestling community. I know uh, Gigi Doline of NXT 2.0 wore a shirt. A Jimmy Rave shirt on NXT this week. So I think if anyone's able to um, show their respects in any way, like even like that, it's pretty cool. And uh, rest in peace, gone far too soon. Garfun- gone far too soon. Uh, I thought you were just going to say Garfunkel. And I was Garf- like, what? <laughs> Garfunkel too soon. Uh, no, it, yeah, no, it, he's definitely been like, um, I heard, what was I listening to? I was listening to the flagship and they said that he, you know, this is all, these aren't my thoughts. These are their thoughts, but they said that he felt very similar as like a new, um, crap, crap. I'm losing it. Whoa, crap. What's his name? Oh no. He also passed away this year. Um, oh no, crap, 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 crap. What's his name? Scotty, help me out, please. I'm I'm falling. I, I don't know. <laughs> falling. I'm I'm failing and falling. Um, crap. I can't remember. I I fucked this up, dude. He he just had it, and then you just completely lost it. I had it, and then I lost it completely. I'm mad about it. I'm just I'm just mad about it now. I can't find it anywhere online. Oh, oh my. God. God, uh, I think this is gonna be a lost cause. I can't. Tracy Smothers, there it is. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, All right, we gotta move on after that. That's fair. That's <laughs> fair. I tried to make a point and I lost the point. It wasn't even my point. So what am I doing? Anyways, rest in peace, Jimmy Reeve. Moving on, uh, let us talk about uh, Ring of Honor. Let's review Ring of Honor Final Battle. We were gonna do it last week, and then because of working hours for this for this guy uh yeah some people are able to make it work some people are able to make it work but other people are called in on a sunday to work and then and then promptly work six days in a row and then get called in did i tell you about this scotty i got called in to work monday and tuesday of this week uh which is during our two-week christmas break hiatus (laughs) i got called in to work during hiatus great can't wait for can't wait anyways uh ring of honor final battle happened uh let's finally talk about it give some ice cold takes about uh what is seemingly the end of ring of honor no one knows it is a lot of suspect uh uh verbiage and words of being thrown around and like graphics being thrown around scotty do you think this is the end of ring of honor i actually do not I I'm thinking about this. I'm thinking about this. I don't think it's the complete end of Ring of Honor. Of course, it helps that the titles are being defended now everywhere. Uh, I think that 
you know, just helps Ring of Honor live on in a sense. But uh, I think it's very, I think there's a chance they come back. I don't know in what form. I don't know what the goal is there, but I think there's a better chance they come back. Um, (coughs) Sorry, I have a cold. Uh, But I think for a final show, if it is the end, they did it perfectly. I think, you know, there were parts of the show where I just was like, okay, let's just get this over with. But, you know, you kick into high gear when it matters most, and that's all people will remember. So uh, I don't think it's the end like I did last week or last time we talked about it. I don't – probably last week. Um, but I definitely think this was a great – send off if it was yeah i i think this was a a very good show had had i don't know what the ticket not ticket sales well i can see what the ticket sales were um uh, i think on they weren't now. great uh 1620 1620 um yeah, which okay. that's that's pretty good that's pretty good i, I think hammerstein is like 2000 um so pretty good and i'm certainly probably got a lot of pay-per-view buys um but yeah, no, it, it's sad to see Ring of Honor go. Uh, I don't. I agree. I don't think this is the end. I had the realization during watching the show that I think the <clears throat> finality ness of the show is a little bit of PR. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this is. I think it, there is a element of truth and possibility, but I think I was like, I think they're ramping it up to do some PR to maybe sell some pay per views. It is wrestling yeah. after all, so I think that's fair to suspect that. I have I have a lot of I have my conspiracy cap on all day apparently today. Um, <laughs> he's dying, folks. He's dying to to talk about wrestling for you, and that's why you should celebrate Scotty here. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought Ring of Honor was a I thought it was, eh, I thought it was a pretty good show. I the, I agree that there were some elements that uh, we will talk about it that that uh, left me wanting more, but uh, it's the last couple matches that like saved the show. I which completely agree is how the card is booked to be fair. So that's true. Well, let's talk about, uh, let's start off with the pre-show because uh, Ugh, I, you, I, I have so many thoughts. I, no, re- I, I kind of like the pre-show a lot. The pre-show is better than the first like hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pre-show is pretty good. That's why I want to make sure we talk about it. Starting off the show with the ring of honor world six man tag team title match. It was the Righteous, Bateman, Dutch, and Vincent, who won the six-man tag team titles off of Khan, Moses, and O'Shea Edwards, off of Shane Taylor Promotions. Uh, so after the long-standing reign of Shane Taylor Promotions comes to an end, uh, it is in fact the Righteous who leave with the champions. And this obviously was the first title change in the night, wasn't going to be the last uh, and that really had that whole element of like, oh man, there's a change of titles in the pre-show. Who the heck knows what's going to happen? Yeah, uh, match was fine. Uh, the righteous, not the righteous. Vincent said post-show that he was the first and last six-man tag team champion. So I thought that was a little interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, the match was good. I I mean, Dutch did a dive, so. That's all you need to know about this one. I thought this was a really pretty. I thought it was a good match. I really like this. Match. It was the best match on the pre-show. Um, it was probably. Uh, I want to say it's the best match until towards the end of the show. Honestly, 
remembering off the top of my head. I don't remember the first couple of matches, but uh, yeah, it was it was pretty good. Uh, next up, we had a six-man tag team match that was Miranda Alize, Angelina Love, and Mandy Leon uh, defeating the team of Chelsea Green, Allison Kay, and Marty Bell. I hear a story, Ryan. Sure. So, Ring of Honor and Stardom used to have a relationship. I, I don't know if you remember this. I they do. I, I went and, to a show. I realized this recently where I went to a show where it, they had a six-man women's tag match with, I believe... Uh, um, Probably Kagetsu. Kagetsu. And Hanakamura. Hanakamura. I believe Hazuki. I don't know if Hazuki, Hazuki was Hazuki probably, there. yeah. Probably, but I also don't know if she was in there. I think it was those three. Uh, and on the other side, uh, Chris Statlander was on the other side. And I hmm. think Ashley Fox. Interesting. Uh, well, one, jealous. Not because of the... Ashley Vox and Chris Statlander team. Two, that was not a shot at them, by the way. <laughs> that was not a shot. And two, let me finish my story since I have to remember it now. Uh, so, 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 so they used to have a relationship and they, you know, Ring of Honor would send some of their talent there. And as you just said, Stardom would send some of their talent to Ring of Honor. You know, Mayu Yutani's a former Woman of Honor champion. Um, which is she defended it at the Madison Square Garden show, just you know, for background. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mandy Leo has defeated Io Shirai, yes, in a stardom ring. This is correct for those people who don't know. You know how Io Shirai is built in NXT? Think about that times like a hundred as like this, you know, unbeatable being, and she lost. To Mandy Leon. Anyways, continue. Mandy Leon, uh, definitely a mainstay in the Ring of Honor Women's Division. So it was nice to see her uh, end with the victory, I guess. Speak for yourself. Uh, so I, I'm interested <laughs> to see uh, where she no, will not. go. No, you're not. <laughs> after this. She's been I, ring- you know where she, I hope she goes? She's, she, well, she was a Ring of Honor Dojo member. She's been in Ring of Honor since 2014. Like so, this is definitely like her promotion. She is a quote unquote legend in the Ring of Honor Women's Division. Uh, so uh, there's hope she goes and fights Alley Catch, and other people have to watch. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm at the very least. I have no interested. idea where she's gonna go. Me neither. She hasn't wrestled since Final Battle, but it, she also could come back. I guess that is always the thing. She could always come back. Uh, moving right along, we also had the a ten man tag team match, a very fun ten man tag team match. I thought uh, Flip Gordon, PJ Black, Brawler Malonis, and the Beer City Bruiser and World Famous CB coming out dressed exactly like cheeseburgers used to wear, uh, defeating the team of Demonic Flamita, LSG, Maxi Impaler, Sledge, and Will Ferrara. Fun match, really fun match. Uh, I thought it definitely it had to surprise a lot of people, but when you have you know, 10 people that want to go out there and show the world that, hey, well, here's what we got. Because really, a lot of these, some of these matches were additions. Like, yeah. they really were for the future. And I think uh, I think everyone did great in their part to uh, shine a little bit. So good job on this one. Yeah, it was nice to see a a a big multi-man match to get all those like undercard, mid-card guys in there real quickly cuz it was definitely like and you you 
you can tell by just looking at the poster. This was all about trying to get as much of the Ring of Honor talent on mm-hmm. this card as much as possible. Um, because, you know, this company in the past two years lived and breathed and died on that talent. And they wanted it to thank you to those people as much as it is to anybody else. It's so sad that you said died. Well, who does? It's not wrong. Maybe, maybe, maybe they'll pull the Jesus move and, and, and three months later, they'll be resurrected (laughs) like a Phoenix, uh, through the ashes. All right. Uh, that's all, man. They, they, I know they're coming back, uh, and they already have the show named. I forget what it is, but they already have the show named. What the next one is, but I would love if they just renamed it to like Ring of Honor Phoenix, and then that's a that's a real dumb move. So maybe they not do that. Anyways, <laughs> so then the actual proper show started. Uh, uh, Caprice Coleman. We go downhill, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Caprice, Caprice Coleman, Ian Riccoboni, pleading the audience to uh to buy the pay-per-view you love to see it um uh, and so i you know i got me i got me to buy the pay-per-view i wasn't necessarily thinking i would have bought it that night but i definitely did i wanted to support ring of honor one last time uh i brought like uh, we don't know if we're gonna do like a retrospective on ring of honor but i remember i ring of honor was like when i was when i got back into wrestling after i was in it when i was like in middle school then i took a break and when i got back into it ring of honor was the first couple shows i went to because I was in Maryland, I was I went to the UMBC arena, uh, so Ring of Honor was helped me out there a little bit. I was able to see. I went to that one show that had the Briscoes versus the Young Bucks a couple years ago, and it was like amazing. Uh, I went to that show. I, I've seen Dalton Castle. I've seen Cody and some other guy that isn't named anymore. Um, you know, I, I've seen all these guys, and it was really nice to see Ring of Honor. I wanted to help them one last time, of course. And we, we they helped us to some pretty good matches for the most part. Um, <laughs> eh, I don't know. <laughs> Starting off the show with Dragon Lee versus Ray Horus, with Dragon Lee defeating Ray Horus with three incinerators to like the back of the head, uh, 11 minutes and 21 seconds. I dream of the day that Dragon Lee can go back to New Japan. Because he's so good. Uh, I thought this match was... It was one of the better matches on the early part of the card. It's definitely the match I probably would have kicked off the show with. Because, you know, they're going to hit some crazy spots. And really, this match was a couple crazy spots. And that was it. Mm-hmm. Which is weird. Because I think Dragon Lee's so good. I think Ray Horse is pretty good, too. Uh, and I don't, I don't know. I, I'm not shocked. Because, like, going into this, I was like... I feel like these two probably don't have as much of a major connection to Ring of Honor, like certain people that would ultimately be in the co and main event. Mm-hmm. But they had a good showing because they're never going to have a bad match. You know? Yeah. I think this match was perfectly executed, okay match for me personally. I thought, yeah, I, was, I wasn't like super into it or anything, but I was like, I can tell that they were putting in good work. Dragon Lee, I think, is great. I would love if he popped up at Wrestle Kingdom to challenge the winner of uh, the IWGP Junior. Why not? Why not, man? He was supposed to be in the best of Super Juniors, I think, this year. Maybe the maybe last year, but he was supposed Say to less. be in it. He's supposed Say to be less. in it. Great, so let's, great. Let's see what I mean there. I, I thought this match was pretty good. Uh, I like Dragon Lee going out on top. Uh, Dragon Lee is just great. Ray Horos, perfectly solid. Um, 
just trying like, this is so it. weird reviewing the show because this is later than usual for us mm-hmm. like this is an extra day and i'm trying to remember the show <laughs> as we are sitting here i'm going to be honest to the people i'm trying to remember this show was outside of the two la- of the last two matches because well let's we'll that- just we'll just storm through it then to because you're right it is you're, <laughs> we're just doing cold takes we're reviewing a show that is uh, for a potential dead promotion that <laughs> happened a week and a week and a day ago yeah, so what are, yeah. sh- this is a show we would have reviewed last week of hot takes, but now it's like, what am I? What am I writing down my thoughts on Ray Horus? It's like, who cares? I don't might not even see him ever again. I don't know. Let's move on. Ring of Honor World Television Title Four Corner Survival Match. Rhett Titus wins the title by defeating Dalton Castle, Joe Hendry, and Silas Young. So happy Joe Hendry came back for this. <laughs> Good for Red Titus, though. Good Great for Red Titus. Red Titus, Red Titus he earned deserved it. it. He even, he's, I've been watching Ring of Honor television, Scotty, and Red Titus has been... He's been great for the past year, year, two years. Uh, he's <coughs> looked great. He's gotten great. Um, I really enjoy... I, not only does it make... Does it the him winning the title have like significance for him and the company and you know being a company man in this thing forever... Um, but just having him win the title also just made sense. Um, Other than that, though, I I hated this match. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember it. I thought this match match stunk. (laughs) There was some good stuff in here, but like, I felt like, okay, so we got, we had, I'll I'll give you some parts that I remember. Dalton Castle, uh, just hanging around the, the ring, just popping the crowd and distracting them from what's happening in the ring. I hated that. It felt like I was, I was like, I felt, I felt, you know, I felt like, I felt like Dalton Castle was like cucking me, we're like in cucking the crowd, <laughs> to the sense of like, oh yeah, let's watch Dalton Castle, where like, I, like you know, it's, I'm, I'm, I want to go watch this thing, and I'm not, I don't know, it was just dumb. I thought Joe Hendry looked like shit. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, Joe, how you really feel? (laughs) I don't think Joe Hendry's that good. Um, I I think I don't see it. I think I think maybe he has something, and people see something in there. I think people enjoy like the entrance music and stuff, but he barely did anything in this match. He his his wrestling. He has no facial expressions. He the only facial expressions I saw in him were him about to hit Dalton Castle. I think with the title. Uh, and like that was the big thing he did in the match. Uh, so I just I just don't enjoy Joe Hendry, and that is my thoughts on him. And Silas Young is pretty good. Don Castle I enjoy, but I felt like I was being cucked. And Rhett Titus uh, is great. So the match was what it was for what it what I got out of it. Fair, <laughs> just fair. I can't remember a single spot from the match, so that tells you all you need to know. Ring of Honor pure title match. Josh Woods defeating Brian Johnson by total knockout in roughly 13 minutes by choking him out uh, on top of the turnbuckles. um, Yeah, I didn't know that was allowed. Well, it was allowed because Brian Johnson used all three of his ropes. Oh, yeah, that's right. So so Josh Woods was totally able and within his legal right to do so. This is me as Matt Murdock. He was in his legal right to do so. Match happened. You didn't like the match. I don't like. 
I don't think I like watching Josh Woods wrestle. <laughs> I also maybe agree. I, I, I walked out of this match really disappointed. I thought Josh Woods looked great in like the pure title tournament and on television. And then this is like the second match. It was like this one in the Gresham match when he won the pure title where you and I both walked away being like, huh, that kind of stunk. <laughs> and I'm, yeah. Hmm. I don't, I don't think Josh Woods has the crowd connection fully. I don't, I don't necessarily think he's got the moves fully. I think maybe well, in, in T and edited TV, maybe he can do it. Yeah. Good news for his career. He uh, got squashed by uh Sean Spears on dark. So Moving along, baby. I enjoy Brian Johnson, but at the end of the day, Brian Johnson's still like a prelim guy. Yeah. So him in like this big title match, it was like, ah, it's okay. It's fine. Yeah. Perfectly was, fine match. To me, it was a letdown of what could have been a big, pure championship match. Yeah. And like very few wrestlers in that promotion, well, I was going to say currently, but then at that time are – great at pure wrestling anyways so yeah, yeah it wasn't for me i liked i liked the idea of brian johnson like doing all the use on the rope breaks and using the, like the rules to cheat i like i enjoyed that um, yeah yeah we don't have to be nice about it well Promotion's no I, I'm, I'm saying what i liked about it. i'm saying what i liked about it so that to to be fair to be fair I, you know what i liked about it when it when it ended Speaking of it ending, uh, let's move on to the next match, which was, of course, Shane Taylor versus Kenny King in a fight without honor match. The crowd was dead up until this match started, and boy, howdy, did this match wake me up. It woke the crowd up. Scotty, did it wake you up? It did, but not till halfway through. Ooh. I mean, probably it, there was a delay. You needed to ramp up into it and get into it. I needed to, yeah, because I was I I got to the point watching this match where I was like, all right, first couple matches stunk. I mean, this could be good, but mm-hmm. I you, I don't know how far they're gonna go. You doubted Kenny K I N G King King. I definitely did, and I definitely was almost right. Uh, but so, don't get not the match wasn't pretty and it wasn't supposed to be pretty like i think that was my main takeaway is like i saw people saying oh it was sloppy and i was like was it though like i think that was the point of the match is that these two hate each other and they're trying to crush each other and i don't get me wrong it wasn't a perfect match i didn't give it like this you know huge rating or anything yeah but um i mean the one i think the one spot that they did will make a lot of people uh freak out which was the package pile driver on the ladder that pretty much slipped out from underneath and pretty much just saw shane taylor and kenny king drop to the floor and i was stunned uh but i will call kenny king for his joke of a dive onto Shane Taylor in the ladder. I thought that was horrendous. I agree. Uh, and honestly, I could see why some people said this match was sloppy because it was in some points. Mm-hmm. But when you're willing to do that spot that they did with the package pile driver, I am only going to give you respect. They went to war. Very good job. 
Yeah, I think people uh, sometimes forget that, like, you know, I've, I've, I've seen a couple old school plunder matches. I think people forget that, like, you know, when they think of plunder matches, they think of, like, uh, WWE plunder matches. Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy. Uh, <laughs> they don't think of a fight without honor. Yeah. And that is what this match was, obviously. Build and what it was. They delivered on a fight without honor. Because the plunder felt like a fight. The sloppiness, yeah. like if you've been in a fight, like I obviously <laughs> have, uh, <laughs> then then it's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be planned. It's going to be sloppy. There's going to be mistakes. Yeah. Um, there's going to be things that don't look great. Um, there are... To that point of what you brought about, there were things that like were that were planned that looked a little sloppy, like you know the spotter drop just not being there one, and then two letting go too early, so they just like practically fall and break their necks as they're falling off that pile driver up through the ladder, which looked insanely rough. But props to them. And then that uh, dive on the top elbow drop thing that Kenny King was doing, where he lands feet first and then basically jumps down, lands, and then falls. Uh, I didn't he pulled like a that. Charlotte. Yeah, he pulled a Charlotte. Uh, I didn't like that. But uh, other than that, uh, the the plunder was there, the emotion was there, and I thought these guys. Um, I think I do think the previous matches hurt this match a little bit, uh, but this match ultimately was able to get the crowd back, uh, which is obviously what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Ring of Honor women's world title match was up next and was, of course, Roxy versus Willow, where Roxy was able to defeat Willow in 10 minutes and 18 seconds. So I thought this match started off little, little sloppy. Yeah. You know, they're trying to do some things and they weren't connecting on them. And that's fine. It happens. And then as it got going, I thought it got better. And that's really, again, what you're hoping for. You hope as it gets going, it gets better. They started hitting on all their spots. Uh, they're both very good. You know, they're both very young. They're both very good. They're both going to have contracts with big companies down the line, <laughs> maybe sooner than we thought for one of them, uh, which is Roxy. If people aren't paying attention, she uh, had a WWE tryout, mm -hmm. um, which is relatively big news seeing that she's still currently holding the ring of honor world championship and playing a match after this match with someone big anyways uh but i thought once once you got to that you know final stretch i thought they put something together that was really enjoyable um i think roxy has a very bright future um i think willow also has a very bright future like i just said so um a good showcase for them and i always thought when Ring of Honor brought this women's this revamped women's division back, that building around these younger talent that are going to be something, you know, down the line is very smart. And I thought those two, if this is the last Ring of Honor women's match, possibly or whatever ends up happening, I thought they uh, showed out. I thought they had a very good showing in the by the end. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It started out a little sloppy, but they were able to get it together a little bit at the end. Uh, and yeah, and I thought, I think Roxy is, you know, obviously the world ahead of her. Uh, and obviously, speaking of things ahead of her, right after the match, Deanna Perrazzo, uh, the Reina de Reyes champion and impact wrestler, Deanna Perrazzo comes out 
And she makes a challenge to Roxy where uh, she would like to have a match against Roxy at some yeah. point um, uh, where they challenge, they face each other for the Ring of Honor Women's World title, the Reina de Reyes champion from AAA, and the she's somehow challenging a title she doesn't own, uh, maybe the Impact Women's title if Deano beats Mickey James are hard to kill. I don't think that's going to happen. But I can also see Impact being like, ooh, three title belts in one match? Maybe, maybe. Uh, yeah, well, uh, we'll see if that match ever happens. <laughs> we'll see that as well, because also, uh, uh, according to Fightful, uh, we, w, actually, WDB released these pictures that Roxy was at the uh, WWE tryout. That doesn't mean mm. she signed with the company. That doesn't mean she is signing with the company. Obviously, a bunch of people have been through these tryouts before. I believe uh, Alec Price, Alex Price was also there. The Renegade Twins were there. Uh, I believe Santino's daughter was there. Santino Morello's daughter was there, who uh, wrestled at, I believe it was NWA uh, recently. Um, so, it, you know, it doesn't mean that she's being signed, but I love the idea of WWE I'm pulling that out, pulling that out from the sad. pulling that rug out. And also, she is someone that WWE would 100% hire in a heartbeat at yeah. this current moment. I mean, she's 20 years old and she's very good already. Trained by uh, Booker T. Yeah, it's the, every everything's there that makes sense. Um, one thing that I do find interesting is you know people were talking about it on Twitter like, oh, why is she going there? And someone made a great point. They're like, listen, if AW wanted her, they could have had her. Like they they had multiple shots. They they have not taken their shot. Um, and I think I remember reading somewhere that they did try to get her. Like hmm. like before Ring of Honor. Oh, okay. Interesting. But then Ring of Honor was like, hey, we got the tournament. And she's like, we're going to uh, give yeah. you a damn title. We're going to give you the title. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll do that. Uh, it's just interesting. And I think uh, I think she'd fit so well there. I think you know she'd be someone they could build around long term, which is never a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, AAW, that is. But if she goes to WWE, I'm sure she'll have success too. Yeah. I mean, I, we're I watching Cora Jade, who's also 20 years old and like, very good friends with Roxy shining. So it's not like her age is going to stop her. If, any, if anything, I would height. say Roxy has uh, more better wrestling skills than Cora Jade and just see, just Probably. see what Roxy could do. They're both very new to wrestling. Let's not, <laughs> I mean, right. Cora Jade's three years in Roxy's three years in as well. Three years in. I mean, I think Roxy's got the technical stuff down more. Yeah. Well, Core Jade's a little more of the uh, risk taker, as we saw at War Games. But uh, yeah, I, if she signs there, good for her. Otherwise, Ring of Honor, the Ring of Honor match that we're talking about was, you know, good by the end. Uh, eight man tag team match action here. Uh, I believe this was originally a six man, and then they started add- adding people. Uh, Violence Unlimited invited New Japan's Rocky Romero into the match. Uh, then Eli Isom and the rest of the foundation uh, uh, invited EC3 into the match. Um, any thoughts about the match itself uh, before we get to the finish, uh, which is something I'll mean, be saying moving forward with every match. You mean the certified uh, flashback match? Yeah, it was, uh, I thought I, it was cool. I like I thought, those flashbacks. I, I, enjoyed I, I thought it was cool. Uh, I, th- I thought this was a perfect match to do that. I don't think anyone's going to complain about that. Of course, reportedly, Mr. Brody King 
is signed with AEW now, mm-hmm. which is nudes as well. But I think after what we saw on uh, Winter is Coming, it's not that shocking, uh, of course. But uh, I thought the match was really fun. It was. It, it, this is it. It did exactly what you wanted it to do, which was they just went in there and did a lot of old. Ring of Honor, you know, top stars, finishers, and stuff. There was a muscle buster. There was there was everything. There was a was muscle crazy. muscle buster, Pepsi plunge, uh, uh, a uh, turnbuckle top rope brain buster. Well, fall uh, previously followed by a haluva kick. Uh, Literally everything. <laughs> yeah, it was like any any legend under the sun. I believe Tracy Williams did a cattle mutilation. Yep. Um. They got everything in there. They got everything in there. And it was a good it was a good callback to Ring of Honor's history. And I, I yes. enjoyed that. I definitely, definitely enjoyed that. All right, let's talk about post match. So post match. <laughs> EC3 grabs Terrible. the microphone and he says something along the lines of, you know, he's like, Eli, you know, you got everything. He's ignoring Taylor Russ and Tracy Williams, who've already left. Uh, Eli, I some you already, you got something here, kid. You gotta shed the foundation and change your narrative. Change your narrative, and then and then he calls out some other people, and then uh, Dak Draper and and Brian Johnson comes out, and EC3 is saying that they're corporate wrestlers and that uh, they need to be their own person. Uh, and then we see Wesley Blake and a guy show up, uh, and then we're like, oh, what's gonna happen? And then EC3 says, release the Titan. And then suddenly, which was a big surprise, a weird surprise, but a big surprise nonetheless, the Titan Adam Schur, formerly known as Braun Strowman, comes out of nowhere, Rex shop, stands tall uh, with a change your narrative t-shirt. Uh, and then they basically take out and abduct Eli Issa and Brian Johnson and Dak Draper, I believe, after it. I don't quite know. But uh, what is your take on this entire affair that we are having? EC3 got released twice. I think the control your narrative stuff is absolute shit. I think uh, he is, I don't want to say he's wasted his career by just doing this stuff. And, you know, you can do whatever you want. You can believe in whatever you want. But, uh think it's very much not at all interesting <laughs> as i'm trying to say it as nice as i can but there's not really a nice way to say it i didn't think it was very i just don't think it's very good i don't think it's very entertaining from a fan perspective i mean yeah cool that braun Strowman's here but why are we debuting this group that the only chance you know that these people like each other is if you watched EC3 shitty specials on Fight TV. Like, no one watched those. So, I, whatever. I don't care. It's stupid. I was just rolling my eyes the entire time. Like, if you're going to do whatever, I, EC3 didn't fit the Ring of Honor mold. Like, we, we can agree to that. I always thought him going back to Impact made sense. And he did that weird ass match with Moose and then left. Like, I don't I understand like he wants to make this like a movie thing or that's what wrestling he wants. I really don't understand what he wants. And I don't really care. It feels like it feels like he is continuing on doing the cinematic wrestling style. 
Yeah, no one wants that. We didn't, we barely wanted it when it happened. And we got used to it because there were no fans. Guess what, EC3? There's fans now. And I just, I just, I don't, I, I don't care. I don't care. Good for Braun, though. Good for Braun to be a part of this weird promotion and whatever the hell is happening um, with it. Uh, I don't know if you saw. God, I'm on their website. <laughs> on the website. They have their own website. <laughs> Freethenarrative.com. There's a section titled Essential Talent. <laughs> Read you there. <laughs> Not their roster. <clears throat> We're dying. Not their essential roster, but their essential talent. We have the essential character, EC3, right? Uh, world champ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. Scotty, we are, we, this, we are doing this from now on. Hold on. Essential character, EC3. World champion wrestler. Conditioning of a Puma. Violent nihilist. Hashtag psycho boy. Formerly the top 1%. Now the chosen deity of the narrative. We don't have time for this. We're no, 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 no. I have, to. I have to go through the rest of this roster here real quick. We have okay. then the narrator. We have, this appears to be the, uh, the, guy, the second guy that showed up. The fodder, a.k.a. Merton Woolard. Merton Woolard. We have uh, the cinematographer, Manny. We have the composer. Are these just people? Are these... We have the good hand, John Schuyler. We have the wrestling prodigy, Jake Logan. I don't even know who that is. The savage, William, which is Dutch. You have the bear, Pero. Do all of these people have names? The wrestling god, Moose. The vision, Seidel. Matt Seidel. And now we have the titan, Adam Schur. Carrying Cross is coming in. Probably it's going to be the Killian, the killer Cross. Absolute dog shit. I love hashtag psycho boy. I cannot believe that is a phrase that they are using as. I I hope that you watch their next special. I t- I'll tell to. you what I'm, I'm not going to look, man. All I know is that whatever the next special is going to be, Adam Schur is going to be there. <laughs> Karrion Cross is going to be there. Eli Isom, Brian Johnson, and Dak Draper all going to be there. The absolute superstars of the mat. The fodder. He'll be there. Maybe we'll get the good hand. Who knows? The savage, maybe. Uh, the bear. Are you done? Are you done? Are the you done? Bear. This is like me talking about NWA, except I don't care enough to give my thoughts anymore. I just Gentleman don't. Jervis, hey. unmasked. Hey, 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 hey. Here's an idea. Let's move on. <laughs> Moving on. Ring of Honor World Tag Team Title Match. The Briscoes, Jay and Mark Briscoe, defeating the team of Matt Taven and Mike Bennett in what is a count-out year-end award nominated match. For Matt Hi, Taven. Ryan Knightsey. <laughs> I was, that was just a guess, but uh, I'm on the same uh, wavelength. But this match was phenomenal. 
And no, that is not an AJ Styles pun. I know he was in Ring of Honor, but that is not an AJ Styles pun. I thought this match was fantastic. The If there was anyone that was going to go all out on their last night, I thought for sure it'd be these four guys, and they did it. They absolutely did it. The uh, When Bennett has... I think it was Mark Briscoe on his shoulders and Taven does the uh, dive over the top, no ropes, anything clears him out with the clothesline. Just one of the best spots of the year onto the floor. Yeah. Let alone on the show. It was one of the best spots of the year in wrestling. It's just, it's one of those spots you're like, holy shit. Yeah. Uh, This match was this. this match was amazing. I love this match so much. It was so good. Like you said, that doomsday device onto the floor was outstanding. Yeah, I couldn't think of the name of the word. because uh, The Briscoes and just the connection that these four guys have were so great. I, I, I talk about it like when we preview the show, that like I feel like there's going to be people putting it their all into the match, especially people that like these four guys might be the ones cut <laughs> if they don't come back. Uh, they left it. They left everything. They left Ring of Honor in that ring. They left. They unloaded the chambers, as it were. Uh, Matt Taven, Mike Bennett are just an outstanding tag team. I'm back. Very good together. I'm back in the Matt Taven train when it comes to tag team wrestling. I'll put the win. Ast- I'll put the, the asterisks there. But back in the tag team division, the Briscoes are just tag great. team wrestler. He's a really great Matt Taven's a really great tag team wrestler. I like Mike Bennett being the guy that like is the crazy guy in the group. It's like, oh, we're gonna do we're gonna do a doomsday device on the thing, and Matt Taven's like, ah, shit, okay, and then he just <laughs> goes and dives. Uh, the Briscoes are just so good in this match. The Briscoes mm-hmm. just again have that sort of that energy. Obviously, while one one point two million of their children were watching, uh, with more on the way. Um, that's gross. <laughs> what? What, man? He has a lot of kids. What can I say? Uh, the it was just so good. This match was so good. I like. I oh man, that it got me excited to see the Briscoes elsewhere. Yeah, which, which I think was needed in this match, like for them, because I think a lot of people. There's a good chance a lot more people check this show out than any Ring of Honor show since. At least the pandemic started. At least, at least, uh, and I think the Briscoes remind the world that you know, any given day they can be one of the best tag teams in the world. And I just thought this was an absolute home run by all four involved. And yeah, I thought I thought uh, good way to go out for all four of them, which I think they all. I think I could see OGK go back if depending how Ring of Honor goes, but I think we all know the Briscoes will not be. Uh, after the match, uh, lights go out and lights come back on. Who's in the ring? It's FTR, Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler, who uh, I, I pointed out on Twitter, uh, even, you know, despite never being in the promotion, uh, them as a tag team have roots in Ring of Honor, uh, going back to their name, FTR. Uh, fuck the revival, which I was super angry at the crowd for not doing a fuck the revival chant. What are we doing, folks? Um, now. We'll see it. We'll see it down the line, maybe. Um, not in Ring of Honor. 
Uh, yeah, no. So they all brawled. This match was like a built. This uh, interaction was built up online on social media and blew up here. So great job, great use of social media there, and great job having a really good brawl as well. Uh, and now we get to see where they're going. It, the idea would obviously be AEW. Um, but I guess it could be anywhere. Maybe, who knows? Maybe it's GCW. I don't know. Who the hell knows? LBAW. <laughs> if I was AEW, I'd bring the Briscoes in. I think the yeah, Briscoes still have the division. As we saw with this match, they can still go. Obviously, the Briscoes, Young Bucks. Obviously, the Briscoes. Um, well, not SCU doesn't exist anymore, but I think the Briscoes FTR could be good. Uh, just forgot every well. tag team that they have in AEW. The Briscoes, Varsity Blondes, the Briscoes. Uh, Please stop saying Varsity Blondes. The acclaimed. Like, I no timeout. Timeout. What, out. what Let's, man? On the Varsity Blondes. What? I'm, had enough here about the Varsity Blondes. Brian I, Pillman Jr. Don't. How, no, no, How no, dare no. you cancel cancel culture? Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> We're not talking about Varsity Blondes. You know what we will talk about? Talk about the Lucha Brothers or Santana Ortiz. You know, let's talk about the elite teams, please. Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, even. There's so many teams you could have named before the Varsity Yeah, Blondes. but all the other teams are JV, and the Varsity Blondes are Varsity. So, you know, that's they got the Jackets. Oh they got the God. Jackets. What are you talking about? The Young Bucks are the elite. But they're not Varsity, man. They're not Varsity. And Varsity is obviously Yeah, they're past team. Varsity. They're out of high school. <laughs> Speaking about being past things, uh, Jay Lethal returns to Ring of Honor despite not wanting to come back uh, to, <laughs> to face uh, Jonathan Gresham for the Ring of Honor vacant Ring of Honor old school world title match. Of course, they made this a world title match. I think that made sense. And they unveiled the old original title uh, and they fought for that. Um, coming off of the tag team match, I didn't think this match was as good. I thought it was pretty, <laughs> pretty good. Um, I was at a high at that point. Yeah, I was, I was like, at a high. It, they peaked. They peaked at the semi-main. So then you had the main yeah. come down, um, and it was not as good. Very um, good in-ring work as you'd expect. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, my favorite touch was when they had the entire locker room go down to ringside, cheering them on because this was an idea that you know this could be it. And I thought it fit. I just thought it fit very well because, listen, the crowd at that point in the show wasn't great. Like, they weren't. They got amped up for the tag match. They got amped up for FTR. But you wanted it as loud as possible. Mixing the crowd with the uh, wrestlers at ringside for the eventual major moment. That was Jonathan Gresham winning the ROH world championship. Hell yeah. That was a perfect moment. Mm -hmm. And I'm just happy that they were able to get that moment still. Uh, Yeah. Uh, I, I thought it was a pretty good match. I'm glad they ended with Gresham on top. Jay lethal walking out. Definitely looked like he didn't want to be there. (laughs) I thought it was hilarious, but um, obviously I think, uh, and in the in the having the everyone there was just was a great moment having Jordan and Baron in there as well, um, sending him right. off. Uh, but the post match promo Scotty was uh, also very interesting. Um, where Maybe more interesting than the entire show? It was like it was like wait what? 
So, uh, Jonathan Gresham, uh, you know, thanks everybody, uh, wishes well to Bandito, who's obviously could not make the show because of COVID. <coughs> Excuse me. Thanks, Jay okay. Lethal, as well. He puts out a challenge uh, to former Ring of Honor members, or finger, former Ring of Honor champions, which he confirms that those two men he was challenging were Brian Danielson and CM Punk. Um, so he puts out a challenge to them. He says that he's going to purify this title and that he's only going to defend this title at pure and pure title matches, which he has. He has already defended the title twice against AJ Gray and GCW and Adam Priest and New South Wrestling. So he's already defended the title twice, and both of those are pure title matches. Pure title matches, but he also kind of turned heel on the company, which was I thought was weird. Uh, mm. Quote, for so many years, I believed in this company. Blindly, I believed that this company cared, but it wasn't until a global pandemic hit that I realized that they do not. I realized that we were forced to use, that they were forced to use us for pure technical wrestling. I realized they did not care about honor. So as long as I am champion, I will not allow this company to get back on its feet and abandon us again. I will not allow it. I'll take the heart and soul of this company in the essence of the company. I'll take it with me to Terminus. And Terminus to pure professional wrestling. So basically, he in his post-match promo, he wishes well wishes people. He puts out challenges to CM Punk and Brian Danielson, and then like kind of buries Ring of Honor and puts over his new promotion in Terminus. So I'm like, whoa, 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 Jonathan Gresham. Um, this man, we're, we're going for the jugular, I feel like here. What are you talking about? I think it's fair. <laughs> well, think about it. They just had they just had to release their entire roster. Yeah. And they're having this show where they're trying to make money, which is fine. That's how you, you know, that's how this works. But but Jonathan Gresham is almost as loyal as they come mm-hmm. when it comes to Ring of Honor nowadays. It's them. It's pretty much him, the Briscoes. Jay Lethal. Watch Jay Lethal leave. No, we watched Jay Lethal leave before even the last show. Jonathan Gresham stayed quiet. Jonathan Gresham dealt with it, and he got the Ring of Honor world title. Now, they gave him the world title, and he is defending it, so they have no other choice. But I don't think it's Ring of Honor he's attacking. I think he respects and loves everyone at Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. I think it's the company that owns ring of honor that he might be disrespecting and that is of course sinclair and i think that's i think that is probably what he was aiming at because there's no chance he's attacking joe cough and you know carrie silken and everyone that's ever been a part of ring of honor no i think it's more directed at sinclair Mm. uh, than ring of honor itself that is very interesting. I think I agree with that. I would not be surprised that why would Ring of, why would Jonathan Gresham yell about Ring of Honor? He is more than likely yelling at the thing that is killing what he likes, what he loves. Yeah. Uh, and killing that is it is holding the knife it is Sinclair. If he could have if he could have, he would have been Ring of Honor for life. I totally agree with that. I think that's a great point. I think that's a really great point, Scotty. Like I I agree. I think that's what he's talking about. And he's like, and I think in that same vein, he's putting the blame on Sinclair and then saying, I I don't know what's happening with Ring of Honor, but I'm going to continue it. I'm going to make sure that it's happening. If Sinclair doesn't want it to continue, 
then I am going to make sure uh, by wow. holding this belt, starting a new promotion in Terminus, uh, which well, I can't wait to preview that show. They're already having good cards, by the way. Uh, Man, Ryan, we're going to be so busy. Yeah, baby. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, overall, I think this is a pretty good show. Yeah. Um, they ended the entire night with a graphic saying, see you in April, um, with, when they come back at WrestleMania weekend. What form that is, who knows? They are also already, you know, they're still doing uh, television shows. I think they had one or two more um, following this uh, pay-per-view, yeah. which is weird. Yeah, uh, very weird. But I think those might also have an indication of where they are headed. They did a top prospect special with uh, Rayo, Joe Keys, Eric Martin, Adrian Serena, Serrano. Who the hell are these people? <laughs> Dak Draper versus Josh Woods, Dante Cabarello versus Matt Mikowski. You know, they're bringing in indie people and they have a bunch of their like dojo people who are like lower on the totem pole. So I think that is that in a way kind of what we're looking towards. Um, <clears throat> and then on their next tape, tape match, they have wait, I'm sorry, what is this? They have a 12 man tag team match, which has Josh Woods and Brian Johnson on either side. And then there's a bunch of question marks. But then they also have a Ring of Honor World Women's Title match on this on this thing. Roxy versus Holiday. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Do we get a title change? I don't know. But I Ring of Honor, know. Ring of Honor, whether or not you're coming back, who the hell knows? I don't know if Ring of Honor is coming back, but what I do know is that winter is coming. Uh, AEW Dynamite had their Winter is Coming show this past Wednesday as well. Uh, you got to fit a lot into this hour. Oh, boy. And and speaking about fitting a lot in the hour, they kicked off the show with the AEW World title match, Adam Page versus Brian Danielson. Um, I don't I don't think we have a lot of hot topics about any of the other matches. Uh, no. I don't, I don't know if you do. I thought Wardlow Seidel was a swash. Sheeta versus Deeb was not as good as the previous matches, but still fairly decent. Uh, and MJF Dante Martin was um, pretty good. Pretty good. It was just, no, I have complaints about that, but I don't really care enough to talk about them. But the big uh, talking point is Adam Page versus Brian Danielson. They went to a 60 minute draw, folks. 60 minute draw uh, with Adam Page ending it with a buckshot lariat. Brian Don Brian and then as soon as he hits it, the bell rings, match is over. Brian Daniels, their page is crawling, Janice is rolling out. So maybe he would have gotten the cover, who knows? But what do you Ballsy. think? What do you think of this 60 minute match? Uh and do keep in mind that according to X-Pac, uh, if we do not like this match, then we are going to be shat on and we are no longer reviewers of wrestling. So keep that in mind. I- Okay, well, I liked the match. Good news. There's good news there. <laughs> Appreciate that, though. Uh, X Pac, you're, you're, uh, never mind. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I thought the match was really well done. I mean, commercial breaks suck. They just, it's hard to watch any match with commercial breaks, let alone a world title match that goes 60 minutes. And we had four, four commercial breaks. Cause of course it took up the first hour of the show. And I still think they were so good that it almost didn't matter. Now 
if I watch this match on a pay-per-view, do I give it a better rating? Cause there's no commercials and you know, they don't have to spend the two minutes of a commercial pretty much doing jumping jacks with Brian Danielson and one person, you know, getting his blood cleaned up because he bladed too poorly. I don't know, but I thought it was a great match. Brian Danielson has yet to miss in AEW. Um, and, this is one of the best showings Hangman Page has ever had in his career. When they decided to go 60 minutes, I thought in my head, you know, after match, I was like, I didn't, I didn't know Hangman Page could do that. I, because Tony Schiavone had a great point. How many matches has Hangman Page had that went 30 minutes, let alone 60? Not many. So great job by both of them. Um, I love the move of going the 60-minute draw. Now, do I think they should have just did a TV time remaining draw instead? Maybe. Yeah, that's what I pitched originally, and I thought that would have worked better. But, you know, 60-minute draws, 60-minute matches are hard to put together, and it didn't feel like they had a ton of filler as much as other 60-minute matches I see, which is a win. It definitely had filler because 60, 60 minutes, come on now. But uh, it wasn't, like, embarrassingly bad where they were just laying on the mat the whole time. Like, I hate when they do that. So, really good. I thought the ending was perfect. Yeah, I... I'm going to get canceled by Sean Waltman. Wow. I thought it was really, really good. That's fair. I didn't think I didn't think it was great. I didn't think it was great. I went I went you're gonna hate me. Probably not gonna hate you. <laughs> I went I went three point seven five. That's fine. Okay. That's fine. Okay. okay I'm gonna cancel, I'm gonna I cancel on Twitter. Sean Waltman, he's coming for there's me. A, there's for this me. thing that I like to say that wrestling is subjective and people see it all this different way. What's so that? no, you shouldn't be canceling a reviewer if you didn't think it was the greatest match of all time. I didn't think it was the greatest match of all time. Are you, are you time. talking about the ethos of what count out wrestling is? <laughs> like you literally said in the chat about like if you want to add a match and I was like I don't, I'm not worried at all. And no one did. Yeah, no one in he, no one in count out did. It <sighs> and, and draws and, can be great. Yeah. Draws can be great. My highest rated match of the year is a draw. But yes, it is. Six, and, I, and I thought that match was great too. Yeah, that's to me a greater match because the, the problem with 60 minutes and TV is you, you got to force it there. And also it being first. Yeah. It being first gives more away than it being yeah. last. And I, now they have to have another one. Well, here's my thing. I thought this match was really great or really, really good. It'll be better, probably. Than, I, I the think one. the second one's going to be even better because be 30 minutes. the story of this match was a lot of Brian Danielson playing with his food. So I yeah. think now that they went to the, the time limit draw, I think assuming the rematch is happening at Battle for the Belts, uh, I think Brian Danielson's like not going to play with his food and they're going to go for it. The problem I have with it is the fact that I, I thought this, I would have loved to draw in the main event. I would have preferred that because I think yeah, this 60 minute draw doesn't make any sense. I also think it kills 
the rest of the show, which it did. It I did. thought it it did. You can't. I uh, well let, right, let me right. let me say this real quick. I I I'm glad you brought up the thing of I didn't know Adam Page can go 60 minutes. And that's my issue with it. Is why should he? Should he go 60 minutes? What proof do I have that Adam Page is going 60 minutes? I mean, this is the right. evidence that he can go the distance. Like, you know, he went 25 against Omega, while Danielson went 20, right? Uh, but we're talking, you know, after like 20 minutes in, like bleeding like a stuffed pig, and he goes full 60, the longest match in his career, and draws it. Like, the idea is there. I get the idea. I get the story. I get the idea that it is he is being resilient. That is what Adam Page, the character out of Adam Page has always been. He has been nothing more than resilient mm-hmm. to a lot of things. But also... I would argue that he's not resilient. I would argue that the character is actually not resilient. The character gave up quite a bit, <laughs> gave up constantly on things quite a bit. Um, so I I don't necessarily see him as a resilient character. Yeah. So I don't see him as being a 60 minute time limit drawing guy against Brian Danielson, a guy that can go 20 minutes of Omega. I don't know. I, I think 30 minutes would have been great. I would have, I don't think this match necessarily helps Paige either. Um, I I think if anything, this match was designed to defend Danielson from not yeah. getting a loss. But if anyone needed a loss and if anyone needed to win here, it was Paige. This is his first title match. Uh, and on top of that, um, this isn't just my own personal subjective opinion. I don't quite like stories like this or champions like this. And I'll, and I'll compare this. I've seen people comparing Adam page to Okada. And I think that's dead wrong. And I don't understand why people say that. Um, he had to draw <laughs> because I, because he got a draw, I guess. Sure. He's Naito. He's Naito. He's Tetsuya yeah. Naito. 100% Tetsuya Naito because Okada. Who, who's evil. Evil. Um, <laughs> is, is, uh, give me one minute. Evil. <laughs> MJF, got it. All right, cool. Well, yeah, probably. He's probably MJF. Anyways, so I, I think Adam Page is 100% Tetsuya Naito. And I don't understand why people are comparing him to Okada. Uh, Tetsuya, and even then, Tetsuya Naito has never had a... I don't believe he's ever had a 60-minute draw. I looked into his Wrestle Kingdom matches, his G1 matches... Obviously not really happening in the G1, but obviously in the finals, you need a winner. But even then, he went like max 40. Okada, max 35-40. He never went 60. I think, I think, I, I, just, I just don't understand it. I Personally, I don't like the, that, the thing because I think that seeing someone like bleed out like 10 minutes, 20 minutes into the match and then going for another 40 doesn't make sense to me personally. I like the idea. I like the Naito thing. I like the page idea of like getting beaten down to the point of like, and then, and then almost kind of squeaking one out a little bit, not squeaking out, but like finding the chant, the, the one move to finally yeah. hit your, your move out of nowhere. I like that idea. I like that as a champion, but I feel it feels weird to me when you do that for 60 minutes. And it, it mm. just feels that it sh- if they did a 30-minute time limit draw, end of the show thing, you know, I would have liked that more, 
personally. Or I, mm. I would have preferred more Adam Page winning, but I just I just didn't yeah. understand why we had to do it here, yeah. and I wasn't on board with it. So sorry, uh, sorry, I, Dave. I I don't disagree with your five star matches. Your 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 sixty stars. your sixty minute classics. Uh, <laughs> not, I not a, it wasn't just Dave. Actually, I saw a lot of people get five. Yeah. Um, one, I liked the Danielson Omega match more. Two, me too. Uh, and I think I think a lot of people should have at least. I I like to say time doesn't mean better. Like that's never been, and as someone that watches a lot of wrestling, uh, I watch pretty much every everything at least a little bit, and uh, the best matches I've seen this year don't. I mean the the my highest match of the year was forty three minutes draw, but it was a thirty minute time limit originally. Uh, the Young Bucks Lucha Bros match, for example, was a just car crash, you know, 25 minute tops endeavor. Walter versus Ilya Dragunov is just 20 minutes of beating the sh- mm-hmm. snot out of each other. Like, I'm just naming, like, a, you know, I'm going pretty much off the list that we just had yeah. that people can, of course, vote on later on if they want to. Uh, is that all these matches, they didn't have, you know, these long times to be great. What they had was just greatness in the condensed version. Now, I'm not saying the 60 minutes was, well, I kind of am. I, I thought the time limit draw would have made sense if you're doing TV time remaining. You yeah. started at, say, say you started the match at 920. They go even, well, you know, give or take, like they start the entrances and whatnot, get to the ring 30 yeah, minutes or so. Yeah, they That's start wrestling fun. around 9.30 ish. And I think you make a great point. Why can Hangman Page go 60 minutes? I've never seen him go 30 minutes. His longest match uh, in the company, I believe, is 25 against Omega. Yeah, I, I don't know how long the Young Bucks versus Page and Hangman was, but I'll, I can look it. around there. I can look into it. Uh, but either way, I thought the match was good. I think Danielson's great. I think uh, Hangman is he's going to need to get the big win versus Danielson. I think that that has to be the takeaway here. I don't want them to blow this off and not go back to it. They need to go back to it, and they need to give Hangman that win. Uh, but that's my thoughts on that. Uh, we did have a break set for today, but that's not happening. We can do a break if you'd like. Uh, no, I have to, you know, go to work. So what time? You, what, time to, is, what time do you leave? I have to leave at twelve. Okay, so we'll, we'll keep it do, moving. I have to get ready and whatnot. So we'll keep it moving, and grooving. And the the Revolution tag match was thirty minutes. That would have been his okay. longest match, yeah. I believe. And that's different because he doesn't do all the work. Yeah, it's a tag team match. His Omega match was twenty five. Uh, so yeah, there's there's no evidence suggesting that this man can go sixty minutes. I. I think the story was supposed to be that Adam Page is resilient, uh, but I disagree on that premise, uh, and I think his character isn't resilient. I, I don't think this character is resilient. This character has given up quite a bit. <laughs> this character, if anything, has got, uh, is on the comeback. Um, mm. So I, I disagree on that premise, sir. But I, I understand why a lot of people liked it. I think 
Yes. There was a lot of good parts to the match. Yeah. Um, and I, I do think there is an element of that. Oh, they went 60 as like a grand, like, holy crap thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, th- a lot I think of people have that. my big point is it doesn't make sense why Adam Page is doing that. And also, uh, why? <laughs> why do that when you could have just done the other thing and have the mm-hmm. same result? Um, right. And it be a more concise match. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. That's that's winter's coming, folks. Nothing else big out of that show. Winter is gone. Winter's coming, it is gone. Nothing big really out of the show. Uh they are teasing. Uh Adam Cole is teasing a gift. People think it might be Kyle O'Reilly. Um and then uh Brody King was also teased in the House of Black. Well, a king was teased. So it could be Okay, well his last name's King. But so is Kenny K I N G King King. Okay, if Kenny ING King joins the House of Black, then I will give you $20 on the show. I will Venmo you on the show live. And if Brody King's there, we'll move on to the next show, which was New Japan Pro Wrestling, Best of Super Juniors, World Tagling Finals. Ryan! Yes. He's back. Who? Dick Togo? Uh, Mr. Katsuyori Shibata. Oh, well, is back. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was gonna get to that. I was gonna get. No, to well, that. no, no, no. We, we have to start off with it. It's the best. It okay, was can, the we, best can we do it again? Because I was, I was not ready for the surprise. Yeah, for, yeah. I was not ready. So we'll Ryan, take, take Ryan. two. Take two. <coughs> yes, he's back. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Wave the flag towel. Yeah, for anyone that doesn't know, he is waving the wrestler Katsuyori Shibata towel on the video um, because he is a Shibata fan. We're all Shibata fans. He is now from England. Uh, okay, oh, now he's Suzuki. Okay, just pick pick a side, pick a side, or Samoa Joe, either one. All right. Anyways, uh, so yes, Katsuyori Shibata on the show announced that January fourth. Yes. He will have a match, and of course, the Russell Kingdom card has been released since then, mm-hmm. and we do not know who his opponent is, it's but he does spot. have a match. Vacant he spot. has a match. It's not going to be a grappling exhibition. It is a pro wrestling match, mm-hmm. and instantly, I got two options for you. I think one, I think it really depends on certain, someone's health. I think Cody Bushi. And Minoru Suzuki. I think those are the two obvious choices based yes. off the rest of the card. Uh, and I don't think this is a bad option. <laughs> Not only based off the rest of the card, but based off of news as well. Uh, being reported that uh, Kota Ibushi was supposed to be at the finals here, uh, but they he wasn't quite there yet in terms of health, so they kept him off. So I think seeing the WrestleMania card... The only Kingdom, slot Wrestle Kingdom. This is not WrestleMania. What did I say? WrestleMania. Seeing the yeah. Wrestle, <laughs> rest, seeing the Wrestle Kingdom card. Um, the only spot to have a Kota Ibushi match is that vacant slot against Shibata, unless he shows up in the Rambo, which I doubt. Um, but in that same vein, if Ibushi can't make it, I wouldn't be surprised if it is uh, Suzuki as the backup. That would be more. That would be kind of disappointing. I would lo- rather see. Abushi, obviously, but you know you can't go wrong with a Suzuki versus Shibata match either. No, no, it's I, a win-win. Honestly, <laughs> it is a win-win. It is a well, win-win. it's a win-win because Shibata's wrestling. But yes, has uh, have they had a singles match, Shibata and Abush? 
I'm not sure. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll do some. I'll do some research. They might have had one, but definitely not in Ibushi's best form. Yeah. Yeah. Probably not. I'll. I'll do. I'll do the research. Um, You're on cage match. So. I'm on I'll cage. get to World Tag League. You let me know. Uh, so World Tag League Finals, House of Torture. Gotta. Gotta do it. 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 Yeah. House of Torture. Evil and Yujiro Takahashi. Faced off with the chaos team of Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi. And in the end, the team of Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi walked out with the win. I thought that was a pleasant surprise uh, because Goto's great. Yoshihashi's been putting in the work this year, putting yep. in the work. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think them versus Dangerous Techers at Wrestle Kingdom will be a very good match. Um, Talk about four guys that have really put in the work during uh, this year in tag team wrestling, especially. I think those are very uh, belonging. I thought the match, they executed it well. You know, you have the House of Torture shit that people get annoyed by. Um, I don't really get annoyed by it. I'm used to it. I'm just, listen, listen, you grow up watching WWE. You just, you're used to this stuff. Uh, But, you know, they had the cool moment of Ishii running down and saving them and absolutely cleaning out <laughs> uh, house of torture, helping them win in the end. Uh, I thought, you know, it got the point across mm-hmm. and uh, it, it's a world tag league final. It wasn't going to be, you know, match of the year unless Sonata and Naito were in there against dangerous techers <laughs> yeah. like that or go to Yoshihashi. Yeah. It, or, yeah it would have been go to Yoshihashi, I guess. Um, you know, uh, uh, Okay. It was fine. It's okay. It was fine. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not super into the House of Torture stuff. And I realized during this match, is it a pro evil podcast? It's a pro evil, but anti House of Torture. (laughs) How dare you? Uh, I realized. Well, I realized what about the House of Torture gimmick that that annoys me? Right. For everybody, it's the the heel heat. But for me, it is the amount of it that happens in one match. It's like constantly and consistently. All they do is Western heel heat, distract the referee, grow wire, kick him in the legs or kick him in the nuts or whatever. And they do thing after thing after thing of just more and more heat. And there mm-hmm. was parts in this match where it was just like, so like there was just a point where like evil's just like, Oh ref go over there. It just, it felt staged like doing the heat spots felt staged. And that was what was frustrating about this match for me. I just want to see some guys wrestle. Uh, but in fact, I'm seeing staged complaining uh, and then staged. Yeah, I just think it's funny how dumb the baby faces continuously are. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's and I think that's also ultimately what happens is just everyone looks dumb coming out of it. Yeah. I uh, mean, how <sighs> evil's very good. Like as a wrestler, he's very good. I say pretty. We haven't good. seen that good. in a long time. Well, I think you know he's probably gotten to like a form where he could have great matches because you know he's gotten used to being a singles wrestler, but we just never have seen them. Yeah. So uh, it's tough because I mean, the last time we saw him not in this super heel role, it feels like a long time. <laughs> As a singles wrestler, we've never seen him on his own as a singles wrestler, um, like full time, as yeah. a you know normal wrestler, as a normal man. <laughs> nah. 
Yeah, yeah, we've never seen that. And I think he'd be really good. And I think if he just started having Haas battles, you know, in the Never division, no one would complain. He'll probably love it because that's like, you know, having battles with Ishii, who he is wrestling at uh, the Wrestle Kingdom. For the Never Openweight title. Yeah, yeah, it's almost like I made that point for <laughs> a reason. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I understand that the heat. That's what the why the heat is there. It's like, oh, these guys can go. Why don't they just wrestle like normal people? And I understand that that's part of the heat, but like, I don't know. It's 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 the adage of when it comes to just wrestling in general. We took in a way, in a in a very loose way, we talked about it with the Paige Danielson match. But mm. I'm realizing this about myself that it is about the wrestling I like is about quality, not quantity. Um, mm. doing 60 minute matches versus just having a very good, concise 30 minute match. For me. Yeah. I would have gone that way. Um, the amount of heat moves uh, make the heat spots less important because it's like you're just doing it after one after another after another after another if you just did like two fine you did like 10 like you did yeah that's fair that's i I think the house of torture complaints are very fair i think like i'm never gonna like say oh someone's wrong about that i mean they're very they can get very annoying very um very tiresome yeah and yeah it's just it is what it is but i would like to talk about the main event which of course was the best of the super juniors final mm-hmm. where Haromu Takahashi defeated yo um you take out the show part you take out the show part of this match i love this match you got to take out a lot of the show part <laughs> well because the show part was just so oddly placed in i was able to just kind of avoid it cuz i just I'm used to the, just avoiding these stupid things by now yeah. and not letting it ruin something for me because Hiromu and Yo, they're very good. I think, I think, I think it's very known that Hiromu's great. Like he's been in the ace for Forever. a couple of years, pretty much. And this was a big, you know, coming out party for Yo, who I think is also. Going, I think he had, you know, he'll be junior heavyweight champion. I think he has that potential. I think he's figuring it out still, like he's figuring out who he is as a singles wrestler. Mm-hmm. But that's the story they're telling. Yeah, I think if so, I watch every Yo match in the Best of Super Juniors purposely because there was a story being told. He lost his first four, then he got hot. Then he got hot. He got a he got a win out of nowhere, and then they just you know they piled on, they piled on, and ultimately he somehow got to the finals mm-hmm. by beating Show. And I thought Kevin Kelly actually did a really great job telling that story along the way. So credit to him. And now he's facing the guy, you know, in Hiromu, the guy that he lost to in less than four minutes to kick off the tournament. Mm-hmm. And he had probably the best single showing of his career in this match. I not probably he definitely did. I'm not gonna. <laughs> he definitely did. I don't know how many Yo singles matches I can think of off the top of my head besides the ones I've seen this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is probably his best. And Hiromu, man, he's just so good. <laughs> yeah, I, I I totally agree that like if you take out the show part, it's you know it's really good match. Uh, yeah. Yo, you know Yo definitely stepped up. 
Uh, I don't. Uh, Yo definitely stepped up. I think he did uh, a good enough job. His chest just getting lit oh. up. Jesus Christ! I would uh, love to see Haramu with the heavyweights. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel like eventually, but also I have a feeling he's never gonna pop up. There. He'll get Koshida. I think he's gonna be Kushida or Ligard, in a way. Yeah, which I Liger got a G one though. That's true. That's true. He did pop up in the G1 once. Or twice. Okay. No, three times. I think he popped up three yeah, times. Yeah, just give me that. Yeah, so I, I, I can see Hiromu doing that eventually, but if they are not, if they didn't do it the past two years, I don't know exactly when they'll do it. Right? Well, That's to be true. fair... He's been, a little banged up. He's been a little banged <laughs> up recently. Um, you know, but... The show part was in the match. Yeah, it Despite was. all that, it the was. show part was in the match. And that part... Screeching halt of the entire match... Oh, just dead air. You hear a pin drop. Yeah, just silence. Nothing, nothing from the crowd. Just silence. He's telling everybody, "Go home, leave. It's over." And no one's, yeah. no one's doing anything. Just yeah. dead quiet. And uh, we we know, based off the Voices of Wrestling report, that Hiromu was not very happy about that spot that Dick Togo uh, gave. Uh, Pitch to Goto, which of course went through, and I mean, does am I shocked? Rowan didn't like it. No. It wasn't good. It didn't work. It wasn't. It it didn't. I mean, I ended, it didn't make sense because like Show doesn't want to beat Yo, but then Kevin Kelly had the line of the fucking night when he goes, "If you wanted Yo to lose, you're an idiot because you just dropped Hiromu on his head." And I was like, "Yeah, there you go." It just was so stupid because it was him hitting Hiromu essentially made it mean nothing. Yeah. That was the whole thing for me. Like it was just to put show in the center for two seconds, just for them to continue the match. Yeah. You take that part out. It's a great match. Start to finish. End of story. Bye-bye. See you later. Great. Best of the super junior finals. You know, Yo has the shining performance. I still think that will, should be the main takeaway is that Yo stepped up um, and Hiromu, of course, won <laughs> the ce- the celebration after with <laughs> Naito and Shingo posing with the trophy without Hiromu was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, what a trio, right? What a, what a trio. Six man uh, that's, <laughs> that's not even including Sonata and well, Bushi's there too. Uh, <laughs> but I just I liked the match a ton. Mm-hmm. I just really wish that show thing did not happen. Yeah, I it's just it brought it down so much, brought the match down so much. It was such a disappointment. It was hard. It's understandably hard to get back. Yeah, into it for those that didn't or watched it, and like I can understand. I am just so accustomed to this stupid shit by now that from other companies, so I. It's I'm numb almost to it. I get you. I get you. I mean, it's yeah. sucks. Shit sucks, man. <laughs> and I like, and I look, and the way I look at the match is what actually like. It's almost like the match paused. Yeah. And like I paused it and walked away, and then just came back, and I was like, oh, this is great. <laughs> just trying to forget about that part because I it wasn't like it wasn't. It was just like an intermission. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's... It's so bad. It's uh, so stupid. I don't know why we're doing all this nonsense. New Japan 
Just do just do good wrestling. Why why avoid <laughs> having good wrestling? That's yeah. like that like like I I it's such this this old school mentality that people would like to buy tickets to to see heat and not buy yeah. tickets to see good wrestling. Yeah. I uh if it would have been better. It, the heat was stupid either way, but it would have been better if like show screwed yo end the story but like it didn't end up playing a part at all <laughs> so it just was so useless it was just to get show out there yeah and then cut a weird ass promo oh it was terrible the promo was awful so bad so bad but that's i i, I moving on that's the finals <laughs> that's the finals we move on to wrestle kingdom of course it's yeah. going to be happening at some point soon that's not some point soon. We know exactly what's happening. Jeremy, fourth <laughs> and fifth. Uh, I do a we'll lot of tangents. We'll be previewing it, will we? Uh, we'll be doing that bonus show that we talked about. Oh, uh, yeah, we we'll, will be We'll be able to pre- – we'll be, that show will be a review of Stardom Wrestle Kingdom and a preview <gasps> of Wrestle Kingdom going from Queens to Kings um, and maybe something else. Oh, maybe previewing day one, WWE day one. Yeah, I just saw they announced uh... – Madcap Moss versus Drew McIntyre. Yeah, baby. Yeah. So I'm so happy that you get to see that live and in person. I think that might be the first. I have to look at the card, but that might be the first worst bad match on the card. It is. It is. You you don't have to look. I can guarantee you it is. I'm still looking up because I want to see. I barely watch and follow enough, but I know for a fact it is the worst match on the card. I said Mad Cat Moss. It can't get worse. Cat Moss, baby. Barely a pre show. Um, Let's move on to Stardom. Uh, Osaka Super Wars. Speed through my emotional fits here. Great. Awesome. Stardom held a show, obviously, yesterday. 1,200 in attendance. A little less than Final Battle, just to give it in perspective. An argument for the minor minor promotion battle that we had. Um, uh, Stardom Osaka Zipipa. Stardom. Different, way different, though. I know. I to know, be I fair, because Japan know. has the limits still, and Japanese fans, you know, a lot more, like, worried than American fans who just kind of so- show up and... An entire you know, and make you know, fake vaccine cards to get through the door. Yeah. Um, sure Osaka is. Super Wars, of course, took place. It was a one, two, three, four, five match card with one of those matches being on the pre show. Uh, Scotty was not able to watch this show, but you were. Oh, I sure was. Watched it live because I do that. Um, I very intrigued about watching this because it, it this show, I was. Did you see any clips? I saw that that one clip uh, with Mayu. Wait, uh, yeah, she's insane. She's insane. I love. She it. literally just posted a tweet like an hour before we started the show that said, "I was terrified of the ladder match," and then someone's like, "She jumped off a ladder ten minutes later." Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> a ladder that wasn't set up. No, that's the scariest part. Yeah, I don't understand. She jumped from. The, I was okay. So. We'll, we'll, we'll save, we'll save it. it. We'll yeah. save it when we get to the thing. Um, well, let's quickly. I just have two things I have to talk about, really. I don't really care about the rest of the card. Okay, well, <laughs> we'll, we'll blow through this. Do you have any yeah. thoughts on the pre-show 3-on-1 handicap gauntlet match between Shuri defeating Lady C, 
Mai Sakurai and Wakasuki Suki Sukiyama. Do you, did you know? Do you remember how they had the masked people showing up? Yes, following it. Who so are now? Those? There's two. There's now two of them. I don't like. I hate two. those faces. I hate those mask faces. Oh, uh, the Momo masks. They're yeah, terrifying. I hate that shit. I hate it so They're much. Absolutely terrifying. Gonna, I, but there's two now. I hate creepy pasta bullshit. Get it out of my. Get it out of me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's two there's now. Two. Uh, the match itself it went exactly how it should. Sure, he destroyed three people in like less than ten minutes. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, now there's two. I guess that's the big development. Um, do you have any idea? Do you, does the does the, do I know who they are? Does the Joshi world have any idea who they could be? Yeah, yeah. Um, but where the story's going, no clue. Fair enough. No idea. Um, I mean, it would be, it makes sense if it's connected to Momo, but you know, we don't know. Maybe. I guess maybe. Uh, good point, actually. Um, moving on, there was also the tournament, the uh, 10 million unit tournament first round match. There was- yeah, the 10 million yen tournament that Mayu created and then proceeded to call it the 10, uh, the 1,000 yen tournament. Yes. She does not know math <laughs> well. Um, but, of course, uh, in this first match, uh, the Artists of Stardom titles were also on the line because the champions put them on the line. Uh, Himika, Micah, and Natsupoi defended and won their titles successfully against Team Marvelous, Maria, Rin Kanakura, and Takumi Aroha. So thoughts this on this match, Scotty? Best first round match, or semifinals, whatever you want to call them. Uh, I thought it was the better of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, I... I'm a little shocked the way this show ended up going, but I guess it was to culminate a certain uh, little story that they had going. Uh, but very good. Um, Takumi worked really well with Hameka and Micah. I don't even know if she was in the ring with Natsupoi, uh, besides like getting just kind of like racking her because Natsupoi takes the, you know, she takes a lot of the offense. Mm-hmm. Um, the power bomb to win the match by Hameka to Maria was ouch <laughs> it was ouch uh maria smashed her head off the mat and it was over Jesus. so yeah Hameka does not hold up on power bomb no that that power bomb is a thing of beauty yeah it's a, it's one of the it's one of the better ones yeah it puts batista to shame damn right moving on it was the other first round semifinal whatever match it was suzuki kagama <laughs> and mayu ibitani Defeating the Cosmic Angels, Mina Shirakawa, Tam Nakano, and Unagi Sayaka. Really thought I was going to predict the entire night correctly. No. I really did. I was feeling good. What I was you, feeling good. What did you say? I, I think you said... I picked stars and DDM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was right. You were right. But I just got the main event wrong. Yeah, uh, brutal. Which they changed the card on us, by the way. They didn't have the ladder match set as the main event on their usual like card thing, which is usually in you know most Japanese company the card. Like mm-hmm. they don't usually switch it up, but they did for this, which made sense. I mean, they probably changed it for like a last minute. <laughs> oh, it made fucking sense <laughs> after a while. Uh, um, Mayu's really good. Hazuki's really good. Uh, Koguma got beat up a lot in these two matches um the second match she wow uh very good this was fine i'm trying not to sneeze <laughs> sorry there, there, there is a cat here so you might be allergic uh yeah uh but uh good match they've they've had better though i think that was my main takeaway 
Yeah, yeah, I can I can see that based off of. They also didn't let Unagi and Hazuki fight much, which is weird because they're really good together for some reason. Maybe they're saving for something. Who knows? Uh, let's move on to the big <sighs> story that came out of the show. <laughs> it's popping all over Joshi Twitter. The loser. I'm just going to read this whole thing. The loser must join opposite unit versus mass captains fall eight man tag team match, where it was Oedo Tai defeating the team of Queen's Quest, meaning that Momo is now part of Oedo Tai. But it doesn't <laughs> seem like she went unwillingly, did she? Uh, this match. Huh. Okay, one, probably their best, like unit changing match they've had this year but oh oh i got some thoughts i see the cat i see the cat i understand uh so for the audience at home unique the the most unique part of this was that the two people eliminated on queen's quest Mm -hmm. were the world of stardom champion the first elimination Yes. Well, her and Konami went over the top rope together. Oh, so oh, yeah, you're right. Sorry, this so cage match the, is in German. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, this is, yeah. <laughs> Utami was not pinned, so that's not shocked. Mm-hmm. And then Saya Kamatani was then rolled up by Saki Kashiwa. Mm-hmm. So the Wonder of Stardom title challenge in a week and a half and the World of Stardom champion mm-hmm. both taken out. Yeah. And when that happened, I said, I started to like have something creep into my mind. I was like, this is, this isn't going to go exactly how I thought one bit at all. I thought, you know, maybe they'd try to keep them protected, but no, they took them out and, and brought it down to Azume and Momo. I, yes. And by the end, all that was left was Azumi, Momo and Starlight Kid. It was a two on one. Momo Oz having themselves a time, really good action. And then there was a chair. Uh, the chair was introduced, you know, Oedotai trying to get the heat, trying to get the, uh, trying to screw over you know, Momo Oz. And uh, the, you've seen the big purple box. That was like what the ref was busy with because Ravaka was like pulling at it. And then Momo gets the chair and she stands up and I was like, Oh, she's gonna do it. This is this is the way they're going. They're not. She's not gonna hit Starlight Kid. Nope. And she brained Azumi in the middle of the ring. And I felt like I could hear like the Joshi world just like gasp all at the same time. I was like, huh. And I, I like that they didn't have Momo loose. I actually like it. Yeah. Because now she kind of instantly becomes the new Oedo Tai leader, which I think that's the right move. I understand the cat. Thank you. Look, man, it's a new cat. <laughs> oh, this is true. But, anyways, I like that they did that because now she's just fully ingrained. Now she loves it. But. Mm-hmm. They should have still told the story differently because you have Momo hit Azumi. Mm-hmm. And really, to me, that's the part that doesn't make sense. That's the part that doesn't click. Azumi was the one fighting for her life in there, 
to keep Momo. The other two, gone. And the story easily could have been Momo, which it ended up pretty much being, was Momo was sick of being passed up for the other two. Yeah, that's 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 easily told. Like that's believable. That's why I think her being like, you know what, this isn't worth it. I want to be at the head of a group. I want to be the one. Go to Wado Tie. Like that part made sense. And she, for those who don't know, Queen's Quest was a heel group back in the day when it started. Io Shirai was the heel. She turned on Mayu, and you know, if you turn on Mayu, you're pretty much enemy number one. Uh, of which everyone does nowadays so it's not it's not as cool anymore uh, <laughs> but a way to tie you know was kind of cool but queen's quest was a heel group momo was always a heel and if you watch her in her matches she doesn't ever shake anyone's hand she doesn't ever really respect anyone so fully embracing that i think is a good thing i don't want them to start doing all this heel heat with the way to tie stuff like i think this should be entire changing of a way of time moving forward badasses killing people right they should be badasses her and starlight kid leading the front easy very simple like you know if the lesser ones want to cheat because you know they have to try to win that's whatever i don't care but in momo matches starlight kid matches which we've seen with starlight kid but she doesn't really cheat too much um in her matches and i think that's where to go so i like the switch i got i warmed up to the switch anyways because it was always going to happen once konami especially announced that she was leaving yeah um but the way they did it it was a swerve i know a lot of people hated it a lot of people did um because it it, i understand why i think i think it would have worked so much better if she smashed utami in the head Mm-hmm. with a chair because instantly you're like oh well we know why yeah one she wants the title two she's sick of you know being passed up by her former partner who she pretty much taught everything mm-hmm. like that's and that's the story they're going with she's going to probably eventually challenge tommy for the title i think that's a, i think that's a must now and it definitely it definitely puts a suspect into the shuri match coming up yeah i think I think you're passing up an opportunity now because if say Tommy beats Shuri, you have a match with Momo now that going into it, you could fully believe either one could win. And I think that is a big addition. You have a big match down the road. Um, and if Saya wins the white belt, you also have that if you really wanted to, when Saya wins the white belt, not if. I like the direction of Momo taking over a Wado tie, because I think that's how I see it. I see her. She's taking it over. And I always thought she had to be the leader. Momo doesn't play third fiddle. And that's the story that yeah. they're telling now. Like that was my thought when I was pitching. I was like, she's not going to be, she's never going to be lower than second on the totem pole in an Oedo tie. And this was a perfect opportunity, both in storyline and out of storyline, to give mm-hmm. Momo some to bring Momo back up yeah. the card in, in a way. Right. And I think a lot of people are like, "Well, you know, they don't care about a way to tie, and they'll, you know, lose it after a while." And when I say they, I mean stardom. You know, they kind of sure. do this thing where they push them a little bit and then take it back. I think people need to realize if you look at a way to tie compared to every other group until right now. They only have one person that was really, you know, main event worthy pushing, and that was Starlight Kid. 
now they have the now they have two and they have a yeah. great two they're both young they're both you know momo's 21 and starlight kid is i don't oh, know idea i think she's 18 um either way they have you know this just great future to build them around and i think i think a way that tai can rise from its slumber that much more with momo in the driver's seat so i'm looking forward to it plus you have uh natsuko Toro, Toro, which will be another story that's my thing somewhere at some point will return yeah when she comes back i can't imagine her and momo working well together no and that's a story and i think i think best case scenario is starlight kid and momo eventually break off together i also just like the idea of starlight kid and momo just like taking over Tai and just like this is our group now and then then they're like and they kick i don't know kashima to the curb or something and i'm just picking someone they just pick they're just like "Uh, get out of here (laughs) we don't care about you and then and and then then the and then the refugees of torah and kashima are like okay where are we gonna go yeah i like that idea yeah Yeah, because i think it's easy to agree momo and starlight kid are the stars of the group yeah end of story they are now the certified stars and i think this gives momo a chance to be more of who she's best at being, yes, which is that heel, yes. Um, you know, assuming you assuming it some... it's the badass heel and not a way. Yeah, that's bullshit. that's what she was. She was a dominant champion when she held the white belt, and you saw it. So, like, say night one in the five star when she fought Mayu, she walked out there all pissed off and like, and that's just the best version. So, yeah, yeah I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what she does now yeah. in the driver's seat, and now we can talk about the main event for two seconds. Because you just got to see it more than hear me talk about it. <laughs> yeah, Mo- Momo uh, set up quite nicely to have a good year next year, assuming all. Goes yeah, well. and as such a and as big of a Momo fan I as I am, that's what I'm happy about. I think she should have a great year. Artist of star- artist of stardom title and 10 million yen unit tournament final ladder elimination match. It was uh, uh, Himika, Maika, and Natsupoi ending up uh, retaining their titles and willing all of the money, Squid Game style, by eliminating their competition, Hazuki, Kagaba, and Mayu Iwatani. So, so you'll learn, you'll learn once you watch this, which I think you should, is that the match starts off where they seem very tentative about the ladder. They're very, like, trying to feel it out. Yeah. Have we done a, play, have, have we done a ladder match in Stardom before? No. Mm. Natsupoi was terrified. You could just kind of tell the way she was climbing it. Like she climbed fast and whatnot, but like when she got to the top, she was like, Oh my hey, god. All right. Which is fair. I mean, like no, you know, normal people. I was like, okay, maybe we don't have any Jeff Hardy's here tonight. <laughs> I was ended up being wrong. Um, <laughs> uh, that's but, on you, man. You should have you should have guessed. And, and they're using like these ladders that are you know real ladders, and they're kind of flimsy a little bit once you start moving fast on them. Yeah. Uh, but uh, just to bring up the main spots, Mike hit a superplex on Mayu from the top of the ladder, which maybe not even five minutes later, they had the ladder in the corner. You know, like closed in the corner. This gif is going around, folks. Yeah. Instead of opening it, 
Koguma and Hazuki hold the bottom, mm-hmm. much like the and, spotters from, yeah, from and, Final Battle. <laughs> and, I, and we have to explain the ladder is tilted a little bit, yeah, you know, because that's how it is in the corner. Yeah, they're not and holding Mayu, it. They're not holding it a perfect ninety degrees. No, and Mayu Iwatani starts climbing it and proceeds to hit a picture perfect moonsault from the tippity top onto Micah. Uh, it was, it's good. It's, it's a per, I, I imagine that video gif has made it outside of the just Joshi circle. And I think I know why, because it's just anytime someone does something crazy from a ladder, you end up seeing it. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I mean, I'm on the Joshi circle, so it doesn't really, I, I, I'm anyways. Yeah. yeah. Just a insane spot. Then there's a spot later in the match where, Koguma gets to the top of the ladder in the ring and does a crossbody to all of DDM on the outside of the ring. But I think the moonsaults will be the uh, j- just because of the way the ladder was set and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, just absolutely insane. And in the end, DDM won, which is shocking, but that was to pay off the story that Hameka and Poi are fine and yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Uh, Micah and Koguma were the only two eliminated. Yes. Yeah. Donda Del Mondo. Donda. Donna Donna Del, Del Mondo. Oh, Donna Del Mondo. I'm reading it. I can't even say We just it. call them DDM. DDM. Uh, hashtag DDM is fine. <laughs> hashtag DDM is fine. Yes. Yeah, everything's okay. Uh, and also they're 10 million yen richer. So good on them. Which. Yeah. D- <laughs> Then this after I was like, you know, shame on me for thinking DDM was gonna lose the match. That's, a, that's well, a, no, to be fair, I think the idea there was that you know, uh, Himika is doing all these things that are like not in line with what the rest of the group does, so it's like, yeah. oh, maybe something will happen. Also, no, no, no. they got it together somehow, they got this picture, yeah, what the, of, oh my God. of Mayu doing the moonsault. That's awesome. And I was like, wow. That's a phone background right there. Yeah, yeah. It was it was fantastic. Uh really good ladder match for, you know, six people that I don't think have ever been in a ladder match. Yeah. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's that it was it just the one ladder? They had two. They had to two. they brought in a bigger one for uh, them to get to ultimately get it because one they weapon put it ladder. So high, I was like, one weapon ladder, one retrieve ladder. Yep, that's 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 all you need. I love that's it. All you need. I love it. Well, that is it for us, folks. That is again Ring Post Radio. Thank you so much for listening. Scotty's got to get out of here. Uh, Scotty, uh, I'll let you do your plugs, and then you can go off, and I can close out the show on plugs if you want. Alrighty. Uh, follow me at Scott E Wrestling on Twitter. I match the week that happened during this week. Well, because I watched, you know, you and me both are catching up in certain ways. So, like, yeah, I have yeah. to remember what I watched from this week. I'll go Hiromu versus Yo when you don't count show. <laughs> <laughs> what what a was, specific parameter. I thought it was really good. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, we'll go with that. Copy that. Copy that. Um, you can follow me at Ryan Icy on Twitter. You can follow me at Countout Pod, or not follow me, but follow us all at Countout Pod. That's the network. Uh, the Countout Year End Awards are underway, like we said at the top of the show. So, uh, I tweeted out. I there's a link in the description of the podcast episode. We'll put it out on social media and everything. 
where you can go vote right now on who your uh, winners are. Uh, I, I voted already. Scotty, I don't know if you voted yet. I haven't checked. Probably not, since you just received the link today, uh, <laughs> this morning. Um, uh, but yes, go vote on who you want to ha- be the winners of the Countout Year End Awards. First, vote, second vote, place, vote. and third place. Uh, my match of the week... Is probably, you know, it is probably just going to be is I mean, as much as I dogged on it, it's probably still Danielson and Paige. Uh <laughs> it was still the best match I saw lot week. That's very funny. Uh but I'm gonna give some props. I'm just gonna say I'll say this as the tertiary one. Uh tertiary secondary. Uh the eight man tag on Rampage, the Taylor Orange Romero Trent versus fish Cole and the jackson brothers um that was also a very good match i really enjoy that match as well please don't ever call them jackson brothers again the jackson brothers them and malachi oh and uh programming alert yes we are not airing at all next week in any form we are taking a nice christmas break yes and uh we'll be back the week after with two shows kind of yes we don't know exactly (laughs) when the bonus show is it'll probably be like thursday or friday maybe um something like that so before it'll be after queendom which is on wednesday and before day one which is on saturday so it's gonna be that thursday or friday yeah and then we're gonna do an award show on the uh, following sunday yeah yeah which will probably be nighttime because i work 10 so yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna, well, both shows will be nighttime because you're gonna. Do you work at all the next week? Oh no, so I, we can I, do I'm off. I'm off the next two weeks, except oh, I work tomorrow and Tuesday, and then I right. and then I'm in Maryland for. Uh, so yeah, we'll aim for Thursday or Friday, whatever gives you the most time to watch. Uh, Stardom. Oh, and, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Probably, I mean, we'll, probably Friday would be the most. Because then we're previewing day one. We're previewing Wrestle Kingdom. Oh my god! <laughs> it's not going to be that bad. It's not going to be that bad. I think. I think we'll. A lot of it's eight multi-man tags. So who yeah. gives a crap? Well, we're those? breaking it up into two shows. If we're doing the award show on here at the same time, or like year-end show, I'm going to call instead of like the award show. We're not just talking awards and moving on with our lives. Yes. Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll we'll make sure to tweet that stuff out. But I gotta go. This show's over. Thanks for joining us. Talk to you in two weeks. This has been a Count Out Podcast. Hi, guys. This is Lauren. This is Michael. And this is your Dose of Death Podcast. If you're genuinely curious about the world of deathmatch wrestling, look no further as me and Mike have you covered on all things in the world of deathmatch wrestling, whether it's interviews, show reviews, or everything in between. We have you covered on all things Deathmatch Wrestling, whether it's past, present, or future. And you're probably wondering where you can go support us. You can find your Dose of Death podcast on all major podcast platforms, especially along with the Countout Network of Podcasts. And also, you can support us on the Countout Patreon as we have exclusive content only on the Patreon for all of our listeners. We hope that you go listen to your Dose of Death podcast very soon and see you at the shows 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.